Hey everybody and welcome back to the third episode. Wait, no, this is the third. This is the third game, but it's the fourth episode. Mm -hmm. Okay. Hey everybody, welcome back to episode four of Post Game Clarity. Everybody, good. We're after, after the game. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> we're after the game comes the clarity. Yeah, happy Halloween, everybody. <laughs> No, we're here to talk about we're here to talk about Pikmin for the Nintendo GameCube. So I'm really excited. It's finally my episode after <laughs> literally sixty thousand years of us doing this podcast. <laughs> and guys, we owe you an apology. Guys, can we say that we're sorry to our audience? I'm currently. I have my finger on my nipple. We're sorry. <laughs> we're sorry. Yeah, we're, we're sorry for, for how long it's been between episodes. Um, our, our, our beautiful producer, Jamie, has unfortunately has been in and out of the hospital the last couple months with, with biblical lesions and boils. And we've just been staring at him from beyond the glass, just an absolute horror. But he's here with us today. So we figured, you know, we can actually record an episode today. Is that yeah. the bit? That's the, that's the that bit, bit was in, fucking weird. <laughs> Jamie's been covered in biblical lesions and Why boils. do you use a Joe Rogan meme until the day you die? Pikmin! All right. Pikmin! All right. Pikmin was a, a launch title for, for the GameCube in the GameCube's launch year. Oh, yeah. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. Um, it came out actually a month before Melee, if I'm if I'm remembering correctly. And some big things about Pikmin's history is that it, it was one of the things, there was a lot of things that came out of that infamous Super Mario 128 tech demo. Um, but the thing that's most relevant to us today is that they had 128 freaking Super Mario models running all over the screen. So they decided to make a game where they were like, look, the GameCube can render a lot of stuff. Let's have... A hundred little guys that you can control. Um, there also was a phase of the game where it was more of a god simulator, uh, society building simulator called Adam and Eve. And the only thing that remains from that version of the game is the Bulborb enemies. Everything basically completely changed once they like got the Pikmin characters in place and changed it to be more of a, of a strategy game. Here. Famously, Miyamoto in, in interviews said that they wanted this, he wanted this to be the next Mario. That didn't happen. I'm the only person in, in my state that likes this game. Um, but he keeps trying and we love him for that. They really Not tried with the marketing. Enough. They, re they really tried with the marketing for this game because they actually got a Japanese band to write a little pop song that the, the title it translates as carrying, fighting, and being eaten or something like that. It's like with the choruses. And they also genetically engineered a freaking Pikmin flower as a marketing stunt. The five-petal daisy that you can, wow. you can get a seed what for. What the fuck? Yeah, that's real. You can look that up. And they so they really wanted this game to be big. But like I said, it's a very, very, very niche game. Well, well wait a minute, though. It, it's got to be somewhat popular. I mean, the fourth sequel just, well, the third sequel, the fourth game just came out this year. I, I think that uh, a big part of that has to do with Miyamoto's like direct involvement, you know? Oh, like, it's like a passion project? Yeah, like he loves, he loves Pikmin. And I mean, to be fair, the, the Pikmin as like little mascot characters are, are very versatile and, and mm. great to use for sure. 
but he really just he he's just really into Pikmin and and of himself. And you know, when you got the guy that created Mario and Zelda, you don't you don't say no to the guy. So I think that's the main reason Pikmin is still around as much as it is, which I'm not complaining about because I this is one of my favorite games like ever. Right. But um Dorkax also really likes this game a whole lot. So he's here mm-hmm. chilling. Dave has no, Dave is the one who's never played this game before. And boy, has Dave been saying that he has things to say. Boy, does he. <laughs> well, well, yeah, yeah. Um, I, can I just ask, uh, did both of you play it like around its release on the GameCube when you were much younger? Uh, let me see. I don't know if it was on release, but it was for sure before Pikmin 2 came out. And that was 2004. So in like the 2003, 2002 range, yeah. Okay. And Drew? Um, I actually didn't. I was only, if it came out in 2001, I would have only been like three or four. Oh, okay. Okay. So I didn't get, to, and I actually didn't get into the series until after I graduated high school. I bought ah. the port that they made for the Wii. And so that first playthrough that summer between graduating and starting college was when I really got into Pikmin. I played both one and two that summer and I just really fell in love with the series. Yeah. Well, that that throws my theory out the window, kind of, because I'm I'm gonna try my hardest not to actually throw shade on the game because I didn't sure. hate I didn't hate it, but as I was playing and knowing how much you two love it, I was like, well, they must have played it when they were younger when the game came out. You know, it's that thing where when you love a game, yeah. you kind of excuse its flaws or you play it so much that you forget how it might play to someone not familiar with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That definitely happened a lot, like because cause these um these new Switch ports were put out ahead of the release of four. And so there was a lot of posts on Twitter of people like having horrible discoveries of like all the ways that the Pigment could die, sort of thing. And all, the, <laughs> all the Pigment fans are like, dang, like we're so familiar with these games, we just know like not to march them all into the water. <laughs> and people like just don't know that, I guess. Dude, that is an actual banger, not kidding. The horn, yeah. Like Dave, would you ever noise? listen to that song to fall asleep? Uh, not to fall asleep, but... Um... <laughs> As an alarm, maybe. <laughs> that would be such a good alarm. Like, you're just chilling in your pitch black room at, like, 6 a.m. And it's like... That would be so fire. I would love that. I, I don't know, because then because then it would become psychological. Ah, the Pikmin! <laughs> You'd be like, oh my god, I'm about oh, to get my head bitten off. It isn't the Pikmin screams, Dave. I mean, good lord. I mean, hopefully every time you march, it isn't <laughs> got right into a fucking, like, Bulbor's mouth. I, I I had a lot of dead Pikmin on my hands at the end of the game. Yeah, True. that's because you're a terrible slave owner. True. <laughs> but I was going to say, Dave, you did two playthroughs for this episode, didn't you? What was the difference between the oh, two of them? Well, the first one might have been because of how stubborn I can be. So... Hmm. My first couple game sessions, I wasn't actually enjoying the game. It was more a frustration where I didn't understand what the game wanted from me. And then mm. I, I saw this, you know, this looping um, time limit of 30 days. Well, I, I had kind of internal dialogue. I said, uh, I don't want to go to a walkthrough uh, because mm-hmm. I want, at least for this project, I'd like to try and, you know, every game we cover, I'd like to at least attempt to go through the game myself to kind of get the experience of overcoming adversity and all, all that. Uh, yeah. So, so as, as the 30 days of quickly approached and I was not going to finish 
um, collecting all the ship parts in time, I started thinking, well, it's a Nintendo game. They're not going to just, you know, uh, have this harsh limit. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll get a, maybe I'll get a reprieve. Yes. Yes. You're laughing maniacally. I, I, I learned the hard way. Um, you know, I thought either, Maybe I'd get a couple days extra if I, you know, had like maybe 20 or 25 parts. Uh, Olimar said in some of the diary entries that um, not all the parts were vital. So I thought, oh, maybe I've actually gotten all the parts I need. But then I thought that, uh, oh, maybe if you had to start over, maybe the levels would be as you left them or there would be allowances. Um, It turns out none of that was the case. I hit 30 days. I got a bad ending, although it was a funny ending. And then I'm like, well, I can't talk about this game without actually having completed it. So I found a walkthrough and I powered through the game in a week after, you know, like it took me a month or two beforehand just because I I wasn't enjoying myself. But um, powered through... Uh, Actually, based on my story just there, I, I, I have a couple questions I wanted to ask the both of you because, you, you know, you're, you're fans of this game. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, do you think that the game is designed for a player to fail the first attempt? Hmm. No, because I didn't fail my first attempt. Okay. Um, so it's very perfectly doable. I think more so the... Because the, I figured out pretty quickly... Like, you know, after I got, like, the yellow Pikmin on, like, day two or whatever, right? I figured out pretty quickly that, theoretically, I could actually nab multiple ship parts a day if Mm. I figured out how to be efficient enough. Mm. Just based off of that, I'm like, okay, so this is the sort of game where it's like, okay, so everybody's going to be bragging about how, like, low their day count can Uh be. Yeah, yeah. Sort of thing. Yeah. Well... On the other hand, I would go against that. I feel like they definitely thought people were going to fail on the first attempt because this is made for kids. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I distinctly remember playing... In fact, I, like I was telling Drew, I don't think I even, like, got to the last, like, finale area ever. So I don't remember even, like, getting all 30 before. I, I might have, but it's I played the game so many times, I don't know how long ago that was. And uh, I'd also say... Having it be 30 parts and 30 days, yeah. Um, especially when you're first learning the game and you mm. might not have the, the, the whole, you, you might not have as much experience that like Drew already has with games. You might be thinking that it's just like, you know, like more of the same every single level, but it's kind of nuts. Like if you take your time on those first two areas, you will get smacked in the dick on the fourth area so hard. Yeah, like it, it requires so much you know, a, like, a lot more attention to, mm. like, how you're gonna, you know... It, there, also, there's, like, some fucking, like, buggy shit in that in that area. I'm not sure if you guys experience the same shit, too. There's a bunch of... I think that's mainly a that's mainly a, a port thing with the Switch ports. Hmm, maybe. I, I'd only say no, because I feel like the 30-day time limit... Like, obviously, it's doable. I, I think I did it in, like, 16 days this time. But uh, at the same time, for a first-time player... When this kind of game isn't even like a thing, you know, at the time, like yeah. again, th- this whole idea of you controlling a bunch of people on screen with a controller, like mm. that is mm-hmm. in two thousand one, no, f- no freaking way, right? <laughs> so yeah, nobody else plus, was even trying. Yeah, and plus the freaking Pikmin, like as much <laughs> as I love, I love Pikmin one, I love it, you know, and as much as I, I feel like you know, like, you know, like Pikmin four does a lot of the things wrong. 
when going back to play Pikmin mm-hmm. 1, I was just like, you guys can't cross bridges without falling down ever. Like, it's so <laughs> fucking painstaking to cross, like, a narrow thing. So I, 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 I highly doubt, like, they expected the majority of players to do it first try. There's, and plus, it's very short, very short game. So I would yeah. think at least two attempts they were, they were expecting it. Okay, and um, I, I, I will, I guess, a bit out myself a little because um, I, I don't think either I wasn't paying attention or I wasn't thinking properly, but a lot of the reasons I failed at least the first half of my first attempt was because I would waste days on really, in retrospect, stupid things. Like uh, when you first go to the Forest of Hope, there are the two gates that you have to throw the Pikmin at to knock down, right? Yeah. Uh, I remember I would I threw my red Pikmin at the first one, and they were hitting it, and nothing seemed to be happening after like a minute, right? So in my thought, I like, oh, maybe I have to go back to the impact site and find something to knock these down. So I wasted a day oh, doing stuff like no. that. Um, and, and, and there were, there were very similar ideas where I would either end a day or waste a day because I didn't understand what the game wanted from me. Now the, the the back half of my first attempt, I kind of started to click with how the game worked. And by the end, I did have 27 ship parts when it hit day 30. So, you know, in, in, in the last run up, I, I got most of the, I, I kind of got into what the game was. Um, which probably helped a lot then when I hit the walkthrough and like, yeah, I can do this, I can Mm -hmm. do this, I can do this. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of, oh, that's what the game wants from me. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Like, even though I said, I don't think they expected most people to be able to do it the first try. It is like almost how you said, how you did a lot better on, on, on like the back half of your first playthrough. It's kind of funny how easy the game gets once you play it the right way. Cause like yeah. it's it almost becomes like I, I know I I know like you know, you know like Drew and I have played the game a lot but it, not to be a, it just it seems trivial almost sometimes where I'm just like it's just so easy and it's like it's, yeah. it's just it's awesome that like Pikmin two is as hard as it is but I'm only seeing that now after playing the first game again because I'm just like good lord there's really not much here besides you know like a Pikmin getting distracted or something well it's mm. like when you, when you know what to do it's like you show up and you do it and your playthrough's done you know what I mean yeah exactly exactly but that's yeah, because that actually makes more sense what I was saying it's like when you don't know what to do it's such a unforgiving game and you lose all your Pikmin yeah. and you have to like base you lose progress and waste tons of time so it's just it's mm-hmm. really punishing when you don't know what to do but when you do know what to do it's almost the opposite it's almost like you snowballed and have become so overpowered that like oh here's a big enemy it's like i know exactly you, you have no chance against me <laughs> oh mm-hmm. actually to, uh, to just further that idea yeah because another way i wasted entire days when i didn't know any better when i discovered the yellow pikmin and the blue pikmin I would waste a day going back to the impact site and building my army of those colors up because it's very easy to, you know, get all, right. all the things there. But then on my uh, second playthrough following the walkthrough, I never, I never grinded Pikmin. I didn't need to. I definitely spend parts of each day whenever I play Pikmin. Like you, you will be technically grinding Pikmin, but at the same time that you do other things as well. Mm. But I think definitely the impact site was kind of intended to serve that function if people were like having a little bit of trouble with numbers specifically. 
In fact, I also uh -huh. think because the enemy that's there changes depending on the day, that also like gives credence to that idea that they were expecting people to come back and maybe be surprised yeah. that there's a different enemy there this time. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because in my first um, playthrough, I was at the impact site a few times. And I remember, yeah, when you go to the, the arena, uh, a thing popped down and, and I was like, oh, what's this? And I, I attacked it and lost the Pikmin, but I defeated it. No. And, and then um, the only time I went back to the impact site in my second playthrough was to get the, uh, the ship part in the water. You know, mm -hmm. once I got the blue Pikmin and there was the day I went, obviously there was nothing there. So it was a very easy, oh, just get the thing, uh, build up some Pikmin and I'm gone. That means mm -hmm. I know exactly which enemy you didn't see then. Was it like uh, the yeah. big, like stone-looking guy who looks like a thwomp? I think it's called a mamuda. Yeah, maybe. Uh, like so, so yeah. For for our listeners who haven't played the game, uh, when, when the credits roll, it shows you all the creatures of the game, and there were about three of them that I'm like, oh, I never saw that. Um, so oh. I assume I assume one of them was probably like, well, I, I'm imagining they were all special because I remember in in mm -hmm. our chat. Uh, Dork and Drew, you were talking about a certain uh, special enemy that shows up in the, the spring level on certain days, and I never mm -hmm. saw that thing. I was just going to say, I think I know what the other, at least like one other one is. I'm guessing you didn't ever fuck with that egg, did you, Dave? Egg? Okay, exactly. Because I did. I too late. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you, really? I, I didn't, wait, 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 wait. Drew, are you able to like explain this to me? Because I don't think I know as much as you about this egg. You might need to look it up just to verify. But the egg, I think, is only there for a certain number of days. If you get there like in the back half or something like that, it's not there. What but level is this? The Distant Spring. There's like a giant yeah, egg in level. the middle of the map somewhere. Oh. And if you go mess with it, it like basically a super boss pops out of it. Huh. It's basically what happens. Which is very interesting. I actually was going to say, I was actually going to say through this whole discussion that of like figuring out how the game works is like the time limit obviously like changes aspects of this discussion. But in terms of just like the, the core mechanics of controlling Olimar and the Pikmin, I would really compare this game to something like Mario 64 or Ocarina of Time where it's like, well, there's a lot of nuances. Uh, you got to figure it out. Well, well, ju ju just to further that, and I guess we'll probably talk more about like individual puzzles later. But the mm -hmm. uh, the forest navel, um, it was late in my first play when I was getting some of the more tricky ship parts in that area, where I, I said to myself, I would love this game so much more if there wasn't a time limit and I could solve these at my own pace. Because I think, my, yeah, my favorite puzzle of the game is in the forest navel. You know, that, sure. and it's funny then, you would love every other Pikmin game, because this is the only yeah. one that has this time limit. And it's why I, I find it really fun, but I can totally see why people who don't like time limits would like literally every other Pikmin game besides this one. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to say real quick, uh, you are right, Drew. So with the Smoky Prague, uh, it only <laughs> appears in the distant spring if you land there prior to or on day 15. Oh, so okay, you have to so, get yeah. there, like by Dave, which is probably why I never saw it before, because that thing surprised me so much. Because I remember I I walked by it, and I'm like, what the hell is this? Because ah, yeah. just 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 let everyone know, um, this enemy shows up in Pikmin Four, and I had just played Pikmin Four, and like it only shows it's up. It's a total pushover in that game. It's such a uh, pushover. 
Uh, well, compared to this, maybe. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, so, I had just played Pikmin 4, and it's only in, like, the night expeditions in that game, essentially, besides, like, one level. And, uh, I, I, for, I never saw it, and I was thinking, this is an enemy from Pikmin 4. So, then, when I played Pikmin 1 for this podcast, and I saw that egg, and when it broke... I was, my jaw was just, you know, on the floor. I could yeah. not believe what I was seeing. I'm like, this is from this game? Like, I was losing it. <laughs> and I feel like it's we're not going to have an opportunity to, yeah. So, like, like Dave, uh, it's like this weird half butthole worm thing. <laughs> and uh, it has, like, this red mist around it. And if any of your Pikmin get in the mist, they die instantly. So you oh. can't just rush it or anything. Oh, God. It's very, very difficult. Uh, and it just, it, it fucking like murders everyone it touches, but, and, so... oh, sure. and it, it will literally, I mean, like a lot of enemies in the distant spring, but it will literally like just come up to you like your onion and it can like kill seedlings too. Oh, damn. Dude, okay. I didn't know. That's the, I was going to say that I could, I don't, I don't know why I never had that happen with any other enemy in the game. This one came to my red onion and he wouldn't yeah. let me get my red ones out. So I couldn't even fight yeah. him. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah, "There's no way this boss, is yeah. like this has to be like a bug, right?" No, it because ha- it happened both times. He came to the he came to the red onion the next time too, but this time I was prepared. So like, I actually reset the day on this one. The only time I, I ever like reset the day because I lost like eighty of them just trying oh to attack God. this thing. Yeah, it was brutal. <laughs> but yeah. what's so great? Because he drops this little itty bitty like pearl thing. I'm like, "What the fuck is this? This is this is what no, I get. That, this yeah. is it." And then I'm so glad I didn't have a full army. When the when your Pikmin take to the onion, ah, oh, it just shoots out like a hundred. <laughs> it's amazing. It's it's mm-hmm. actually I I should have put all of them away to get the full hundred because it is a hundred. Because that that little thing is so satisfying when it keeps going, like almost like a chain gun. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we've been talking about like a lot of uh, uh, random experiences. Do you guys want to like just start from from the very beginning? Okay, we can just sure. we can just walk through. Um, oh, yeah. Let's talk about uh, Dorkax. You want to you want to do a funny you want to do a funny description of the of the beginning of this game. Um, yeah. So essentially, Olimar is on his way home. He's in like a rocket ship that uh, is called the Dolphin, which apparently is the code name for the GameCube, as I was told by mm. Drew, which is hilarious because it's a launch title. And uh, he's basically in like this Pokeball like looking thing. And an asteroid hits him, and he's like, whoa! And he crash lands on a planet, and he's like, whoa, look at these carrots! And then he grabs the carrot, and then it he throws it, because that's what you do with a carrot right away. You throw it on instinct. And then he just, the carrot fucking, like, does stuff for him. And he's like, I gotta write this down! Then a bunch of text painstakingly shows up on the screen, and a very annoying noise goes along with it. And you have to sit there and watch him discover obvious basic things when you played the game a hundred times like me and Drew have, and it's fucking annoying. That's all I got. (laughs) Yeah, Dave, did you have any thoughts about... um, Because I would actually say, like, between this opening and, like, the, the... When you touch a new ship part and, like, the diary entries... Olimar is, like, a surprisingly, like, fleshed-out character for, like, a Miyamoto game specifically. Well, well, you know, when I talked about thinking about what might happen if I got to day 30 and maybe the game would throw me a bone, one of them, because I was reading my notes before we recorded, I thought maybe you could continue the game being Olimar's son because he talks about Mm. him a lot in the diary entries. 
And, uh, yeah. And, and obviously that didn't happen, but uh, yeah, yeah. It's, even when I failed, um, you know, when, when I didn't like get a single ship part, uh, the diary would be uh, full of trips and tips and tricks. Uh, actually, uh, that's how mm-hmm. I learned that the red Pikmin were immune to fire because uh, there was a, I don't even know what they're called, but the, the elephant ones in the navel that breathed flame. He, mm-hmm. he wrote about how the red Pikmin were impervious to flame, and I, I'd not worked that out yet. And from that diary entry, suddenly I, I figured out how to get like, you know, I'd say maybe five, well, probably not that many, but I, I figured out how to solve a few of the puzzles in the forest navel. Yeah, they can be really helpful because other than that, like first day um where they like slowly walk you through like just figuring out how to slowly grow your army and move and like they do, slowly like, walk task. you through it all right yeah yeah they definitely do not as bad as later entries but oh don't get me started on pikmin 4 dude i'm not excited to write that script but anyway um <laughs> they other than that first other than the first day like the game really like shuts up with like tutorials which is really why i compare it to to stuff like mario 64 and ocarina of time because there's like so many nuances that the game like just doesn't tell you about mm. and so you have to figure it out from there so i think that the diary entries are a way to not only like characterize olimar while he's literally stranded on an alien planet and like you know diegetically he's literally making like biological notes or, or mm. zoological or whatever but like he is giving you tips and it is like a really good opportunity at the end of a day to to kind of toss the player a bone in that regard yeah but uh dave can i ask you Uh, actually let me just cut cut you off there because i don't have much negative to say about the first day (sighs) yeah (laughs) well there's one i do (laughs) it's a waste of time for me at this point (laughs) Well, okay, so I, I, I'm coming into the game as someone who had not played the game before. Uh, so I did, I do remember thinking that, oh, yeah, this is very step-by-step. Step. You know, you walk to the onion, the onion, well, the, the Pikmin pops up and you learn how to throw it. And then if I remember you, um, oh, no, you go straight to the ship part, don't you? Uh, pretty well, much. You, just, after, you get some. You have to get them to push the box after you get enough pellets. That's right. Yeah, and and then the ship parts right there in the new area, and then the day ends. So it was it was more of a oh this is interesting, um, and then I think I went back to the impact site the next day, you know, to further explore, and then I found out I couldn't go in the water. Um, uh, also, well, actually, I couldn't even get to the water because you have to use bombs to blow up the wall yeah. to get to the water. Uh, so that was a, a day wasted, and then I already I already told you the story about how uh, I didn't know how to get through the gates. So that was another day wasted. But um, oh my god! And, and I think that's where my 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 frustration came from because the first day is very yeah. Here is here's what the game is. It's step by step. This is your your goal, and then it, yeah, it's like bye and. I guess I wasn't in the right frame of mind because everything the game threw at me right after that is like, what do you want from me? Yeah, it's like so such baby boomer design where it's like you, they grab you and toss you in the river and say dinner's ready when you get back or whatever. <laughs> See, and that's why. So again, you're on the money. So I'm coming at it from I've played the game a lot of times yeah. already. 
And like for me, I just want to skip to day two because day mm. one is so ungodly boring. And I, I also just think <laughs> all the times you have to start creating Pikmin from like the first one, mm. that's just a bunch of boring time already because you got like, all right, I have one, get that pellet. Now I yeah. have two, get, get yeah. one pellet, one pellet. Now I have five, get the five. So I could do without all that. But uh, I think this also kind of hits this, this is why I also think they they probably didn't expect players like to be able to finish it, especially like, you know, when they're kids, you know, so early on, because it has a lot of what I love about games is where they kind of throw you in and you have to kind of like discover all this shit hmm. on your own. And that's why I really uh, don't know if I should talk about Dead Rising on every single podcast, but <laughs> it really reminds me of that in a way, because you're kind of just like left on your own after like the tutorial and you're like, ah, go, go fucking figure out stuff on your own. And it, that's why, like, that day two, it feels like, okay, here's the game. And you can just, you can just go. You can just go. Yeah. You can just do everything. Like, there isn't anything, like, restricting you on that day besides your gameplay. And it's pretty awesome. Well, I actually, I I mean, I, it's not that I disagree with you, but the way the game is designed, there is kind of a progression loop. Well, sorry, a progression until you get the blue Pikmin. Because you got to break down the wall. you got to get the yellow Pikmin. And then that opens the game further. And then you got to get enough ship parts to get to the naval. And once you get to the naval and get to the blue Pikmin, then the game completely opens up. I disagree only because um, I don't think it's even possible to get all the available. In fact, you can actually get uh, a surprising amount of, of the parts in that area without the blue. Oh, yeah, yeah, you can. What I did, you're able like to throw a bunch of Pikmin up a ledge mm. on like... On, on, on like one side, yeah. and then you're able to cross the water just as Olimar, and then come get them. So there, I think there's only one part that's blocked by water, so I don't really think that's a big deal for that place at all. I think on, on the second day, even like the third day, uh, you're not really restricted by that aspect of it. Okay. I mean, of course, there is an area I... you can't access yet. I get that, but it's very much not, I need to get there to keep playing. That like that, That's very much... You're able to come back at any point in time, you know? Yeah, I, I, I think also, Dave, I think um, you didn't realize until I told you way later, which I probably just should have told you way sooner, but you can you can rewind and restart days if you like, yeah. get stuck or whatever, too. So I think that also really aids in efficiency and kind of figuring things out. Like, even though the 30-day limit is like, that's it. And they don't explain a whole lot outside of like the diary entries, right? They do give you quite a few tools to be like, well, you can like take your time in this regard. Like you can come back and try the same day over again. Mm. Um, oh, well, and, and that was another thing that, again, it makes sense in the retrospect. But at the time, right. Right, uh, right. It, it wasn't like the idea that you really should be getting at least one ship part a day. Yeah. And the game definitely has like so much to throw at you because like, let's just dive into day day two like you've gotten the very very basics right you know you're gonna walk over and pull out the red pikmin that you have what all can what all can you do with your pikmin dave what all what all do you what all oh. do you do with those fellas <laughs> this was um stuff that i learned much later on so i thought the yellow pikmin were basically just bomb carriers i thought they were useless for anything else <laughs> uh, it was it wasn't until like you know day twenty or so in the forest stable, uh, or maybe it was even in the spring when I finally learned that oh you can thread them high and that's their mm -hmm. deal. Um, same same thing you know like blue Pikmin was for the water obviously, uh, but but then then I was always I always had the red with me because I actually don't know if this is true or if it's just something I've internalized, but it felt it always felt like. 
Blue and yellow Pikmin were useless in combat. You always wanted red if you could. You're right. You're right. You're right on the money there. They literally have a 1.5 damage multiplier ah. as one of their special traits in addition to fire immunity. So you're right okay. on the money there. But what else can you have them do? What are things that every Pikmin can do, Dave? Oh, that every Pikmin can do. Uh, they can trip. They can get trapped on geography. <laughs> they, they can fall True. in the water. Uh, True. They, they can get squished even if you call them back. Uh, they, they, they can they get can, set on fire. Yeah, they can get set on fire. They can get gobbled up. Oh, actually, here's a funny story. So, uh, you know the, the the mushroom boss in the navel, right? Yeah, let's, yeah. So, oh, so, God, Dave. Hope you didn't have a hard time there. Well, well, here's the funny story. On the second go, my second play with the walkthrough, the walkthrough took great pains to caution the player about how difficult the mushroom boss can be, how it can poison and then take over your Pikmin. On both my first playthrough, when I didn't know what I was doing, and my second playthrough, when I had uh, the walkthrough behind me, I basically just threw a million red Pikmin on it, and it died almost immediately. Okay, that's awesome. I actually have a good story relating to my first playthrough with that, with that mushroom boss. Dave, this is a problem that you and I shared in common between our first playthroughs is that I was explaining to you, well, you should probably use like swarming for combat more because that's like a better strat more often. Okay. Um, and I was telling you that because you, you said, well, I mostly just like throw them yeah. like one at a time. And I was like, that's what I, because that's what I was doing at first on my very first playthrough of this game as well. But that boss, you like really can't, beat by like tossing stuff onto oh, it. Oh, but that's how I did it. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know. There, were, there was something about it that I, I found it not taking very much damage or some something like that. But it, that was the boss that I felt kind of forced me to swarm it to like uh. engage with it because what you're supposed to do is get them around its feet so it like flips out, like it trips and flips over and then you toss it a bunch of people onto yeah, it. Yeah, I, I can't remember uh, what caused it to turnover but yeah like i i i because even on my second playthrough i tried to experiment with swarming but i found that mm -hmm. throwing was always the better option maybe it's because you know i'm playing the switch version so i have gyro aiming which makes things a little uh more intuitive mm -hmm. um although even with the gyro aiming i would miss my arcs so much um we'll, yeah. we'll probably get into this a little later but uh with uh dork saying how easy the game is i found the combat was always a like a binary a one or zero the combat was either basic or i was just getting destroyed there was no middle ground <laughs> that's even something that i agree that i still struggle with is like if you don't like set yourself up for complete success you set yourself up for complete fucking failure Mm. And, and, and yeah. i think i think there are a couple enemies that are designed to make that very tricky, uh, like like yeah. the, the the jumping frogs or the uh, the uh, the insects that take your Pikmin away and bury them. Uh, dude, those frogs are freaking evil, dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh my oh. gosh. And in, in this game specifically, every other Pikmin game, they feel like you know you guys are nothing. Ah. This game yeah. though, they are literally yeah. the hardest enemy I'd say in the whole series. Like they, oh. <laughs> 
Oh my god, they're so horrifying in this game. Two, you can you can absolutely just like obliterate them literally. Yeah, and three and four, they they are freaking nothing due to mechanics that they added in all three sequels. But Pikmin one is like, nope, you you just got your basic three tools. Uh, deal with it. It's one of those where I tried swarming them when they were down on the ground, and they would just like get up and squish everyone. It's it, and it's you know the the walkthrough on both the the uh, the the stealing bug the thief bug I'll call it and the uh, the frogs you know it's like oh just weigh them down once once there's enough Pikmin on them they can't go up again well right. maybe that's true but I found that to be fucking bullshit I could never just keep them down on the ground there must be like an element of like randomizing to it. I don't know, but sometimes I do See, get what you mean, Dave, is that they, they'll still just get up even if you like, yeah. do the right thing, yeah. Like, I'd say, I'd say, you know, when I was playing 80% of the time, when I swarmed them with what I thought was enough, then they'd be trapped in the ground. But, you know, I, I know I, I even checked, like, the wiki for Dave, and it, it, I, th- I feel like it said, like, once you get 8 or, like, 12, or it yeah. was a low number, I'm like, yeah. What? No, yes, no because I because I I checked my video. I I'm sure I'll have an example in the actual video portion where I had it. I had like 80 with me, right? And I swarmed them, and and I and I swear, a good at least 40 to 50 were on him, and he still jumped up. Uh, yeah. But I'd say more often yeah. than not, more often than not, I was able to keep him down. But it's e- even even when you're a- as good as like a Drew or you know or or, or me, which I'm not I'm not saying we're amazing or anything. But even then, those guys can be so fucking risky that, like, they can still totally fuck with us if something just happens to go stupid. <laughs> yeah. Just, but I think that also, consistent. I think that does tie into what is obviously, like, a big motif or theme in Pikmin. I mean, not that it's, like, you know, we're not having, like, the six-hour story analysis of Pikmin or whatever. <laughs> but... Like, a big motif is obviously, you know, you're out here in the wild, the Pikmin are the, the your tools of survival, and stuff is gonna, stuff is gonna get messed up because you're on the bottom of the food chain here, sort of thing, you know? Um, and so while as a gameplay mechanic, it's incredibly frustrating, I think it really, I think that's a big reason of, like, why I like Pikmin so much, is like, well, deal with it, because you're on an alien planet. Um, I think that's something I've always found incredibly intriguing about it, too. Oh, you know, I mean, that's really cool. The idea that all the enemies are basically just animals. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, because you're basically this little critter in a spacesuit, you're what's for dinner. If you didn't have the Pikmin around, they'd go right for you. Obviously, like people like to be like, oh, I'm more enslaves Pikmin, blah, blah, blah. But it's very clearly more of like a symbiotic relationship, right? Yeah. Because Olimar is a smart guy that's like just him and he like can't lift or do anything on his own but meanwhile the pikmin have obviously been driven to extinction because you have to reactivate the onions every time you find a new one right you you repopulate them and you when you get to the good ending like you you Mm -hmm. see they start defending themselves from a bulb orb after olimar takes off so at least in the context of this single game Obviously, there's three sing, uh, sequels, so this isn't actually the case in terms of that. But here, it's like, yeah, you repot, you helped repopulate the species and helped make them a little bit less uh, help, completely helpless, you know. And and, and may, um, I'll, I'll I'll just say right now because uh, you brought the good ending when um, Olimar blasts off, and then there's a beat, 
and then the onions start following him into space. Like, I thought that was mm-hmm. cute. And then suddenly, mm-hmm. colors I had never seen before <laughs> start following Ooh, yeah. him as well. And it kind of made me go, oh my god, what do they do? The lore, the lore! <laughs> what, See, what? even though you didn't absolutely love the game, you still kind of had like the... You know, like the kid in the candy store of like, what could they do? Because of yeah. course, I, I think you can even appreciate all the colors having mm-hmm. their own like little gimmicks and stuff, right? Yeah, because um, because also I don't know if either of you two have played it. Like this was not my first time playing this type of game. You know, the idea of what Pikmin is is very uh, singular in the ga- gaming industry. But uh, in 2009-2010, a studio did try and make their own Pikmin called Overlord. And Overlord. It, yeah, it got popular <laughs> enough that there's a sequel. The and I, I played Overlord for impressions. And, you know, it's, it's a comedy game. You're like an evil person and y- your, your grunts are, you know, like little goblins and orcs. And they, they say funny little things as you send them to the, your doom. And, um, I mean, part of the charm of that game was more the comedy with, uh, how, because you are evil, you are just wantonly throwing these uh, minions to their death because they don't matter to you. Oh. But uh, but it, there was still that kind of idea of, ooh, what do they do and how do I use them mm-hmm. to get to this mm-hmm. next screen? When yeah. I, I, I thought it was interesting because when I was playing Pikmin, at least initially, yeah, it's like I felt bad with everyone I killed. And then I guess over over my emotional journey in the game... By the time the second playthrough happened, I was just like, eh, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what happens. That's what happens. They try to kind of play on your sympathies a lot more in the sequel. Okay, I actually have two thoughts. First thought is, I've never heard of Overlord, and so we should actually talk about Pikmin-like games like after this episode sometime, because oh. I would love to obviously play more games like Pikmin. I wanted to say, Drew... I, so, again, it's, it's like a testament to how much I love Pikmin. I'm pretty sure I bought Overlord on release. Like, I, I was so into this idea of game. And, of course, it hit that edgy, you know, because, you, you know, oh, like, you're an evil guy and, like, you do evil thing. Exactly what Dave said. But, it honestly, you would get a kick out of it, Drew. You would love, because, like, one of the coolest things in that game is you can soup up your little goblin guys if you like raid a house or something and they have like a bunch of pots and pans they'll put that on themselves as armor and you'll have like (laughs) that's right yeah instead of you know uh finding nectar and uh blooming and becoming more powerful uh yeah the goblins will raid the landscape for weapons and armor to make themselves more powerful it's so true eventually you have to play it you would i think you'd you'd love it I think that I do need to play this now. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, but also the 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 second thought is, Dave, if we ever get around to playing any of the other games, I want you to know that the first time a Pikmin gets set on fire or starts drowning or anything like that, they really try to play up the, the danger of it more by like freezing and having a cutscene where there's like oh. a big orchestral sting and they're like oh my god a pikmin's on fire whistle it back whistle it back but it's like okay if i'm playing through this series in order i don't give a fuck <laughs> I, already, I already finished pikmin one yeah, yeah. and and i don't freaking care i've had to come back to this freaking planet four times i'm just gonna use them as tools if they if they die that's what that's what be happening yep yeah no i i i i, I get it <laughs> 
There definitely is, I will say, a dichotomy there, right? Because, like, obviously the Pikmin are, are there to be gameplay tools at the end of the day. So you're just like, okay, well, like, whatever. They they are purely functional. But I think also just the Pikmin by themselves are, are very, very cute mascot characters. Just with the nature thing, whenever they get eaten or, like, skewered or whatever and, like, their ghost pops out, I think that does still, like, have some sting to it, you mm. know? Every time I hear that... Oh, like I, yeah. I feel oh, really fuck. bad unless I'm already pissed, and then. I'm <laughs> yeah. But yeah. usually I'm like, oh, I, I, it sucks, you know. Unless I think there's know, a case by case. Yeah, there's a there's a case by case basis where it's like sometimes it's my fault, and then I like literally have this gut wrenching, horrible feeling. But when it's literally, especially in Pikmin One, where they can trip and stuff like that, uh, it's like okay, if you get left behind, my view, you're bad. You're, you're, you're getting eaten. You know, the worst for me was uh, in the spring when you have the the hardest version of the giant ball bore. Is that what they're called? Ballborg? The the harder versions are called bull bears, actually. So, so you, 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 same you, difference. You, you usually the ones have with like the crazy lips, yeah. You have a giant, <laughs> you have a giant one usually with three smaller ones. And if I hadn't set it up correctly, the big one wakes up and it's just like, it will it will scoop up like 20 to 30 at a time. You know, it's just like, yeah. It's yeah. horrifying. It's really weird because like, those guys look fucking dumb. Like, they are <laughs> the stupidest looking enemies <laughs> in the game by yeah. far. And I remember as, I remember this as a kid. I remember thinking this as a kid. I remember thinking, you know, like the regular like Bulbor guys or whatever they're called. Like, those guys are like, you know, they're always sleeping. And also, did you know, by the way, they're always sleeping because they're nocturnal. And that's when they sleep. Yeah. And they're unrelated to the little guys. They they aren't the same yeah. species. That yeah. was weird. That was wild, <laughs> right? Anyway, <laughs> but because like I was used to those guys, and of course you have like the next ones. I wait. Are there like three versions of them in this game, or just the two? I forget. Uh, I don't remember how many. I think there's only the two in this first game. Okay, in the first game, there's just two. So, the second game um, goes freaking crazy with variants. They do. They do. But I was thinking as a kid, these guys look so fucking dumb. They're probably easier. <laughs> and then the idea that their stupid <laughs> lips make them like it, it, it's almost like that it's it's almost like in fact he, here's my here's my game theory on it right <laughs> the reason the reason why these weird lip guys just gobble them up is because these ones don't have teeth and they don't swallow or like they just ah, swallow them whole that's ducks. my that's my theory sure that's so <laughs> I'm just thinking like the other guys go chomp 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 these guys go oh. And just yeah. swallow Wait. all of them. And they're not sleeping half the time when I come around with them. Wait, Dorkax, Dorkax, can you get on the Pikmin yeah. wiki and pull up, like, a list of all the enemies in Pikmin 1 and we can do, like, a lightning round, like, thoughts on all of them? Because I think that would be kind yep. of fun to do. And also, while he while he's pulling that up, I would also like to say, um, I really, like, seriously, that, that, that post-credits scene where they like show all the creatures and like have a little factoid about like i cannot get enough of that little cutscene. Like, that was the cool music and the footage and the text i like really just love it so much all right i have it here all right let's go down let's go down the list on the first one we have armored cannon beetle well that that was the uh in the forest of hope you know that's like one of the big bosses and mm -hmm. uh that was the boss that told me that if you don't have red pikmin uh, everything else is useless because when I I tried blues on that one and it just destroyed them and then when I went back with red you know you pop one up the snout and then you just when the back opens up you just go nuts and 
it goes down hard. Same thing with the one in the spring. Sure, getting to that one is harder and getting the part out of that area is harder. But again, that that enemy is just so easy to kill. At least I found it. So yeah, it's really it's... easy to deal with because you can, if you're clever enough with the uh, Forest of Hope one, if you use Olimar as a distraction, you could technically grab the part that's next to it and just not even kill it. Oh! Using Olimar as like a distraction is really, like, it, it's a strategy that helps in a lot of situations and a lot of the, these games. So ah. if we do play mm -hmm. some more, try to keep that in mind. Because honestly... You know, I'll take the hit over these guys like dying and not being able to take a part back or something. You know, right. like, you don't want. Other than you gotta keep your well, productivity. Because other than fire, because other than fire, Olimar takes like barely any damage to most attacks. Um, yeah, because Dave, what you can do is if you don't have any Pikmin with you, like the the throw move basically becomes like a little punch. So if you like run up to the side of an enemy and like punch it, like it'll turn to you. So if you, you can use that to like have them come after just you while your Pikmin are just carrying a part like the other way. Wow. Enemy number two, Gulix. Uh, Dave, what do you think about the Gulix, Dave? I don't think I ever fought this. Hang on, hang on. Perhaps I'm confused which one, because I thought when you said you went back to the impact crater, this is the one that plopped down. Look, it's possible. I just don't remember this and I did fight it, but uh, this was one of them when it came up on the credits. I was like, I don't recall that. Fair enough. Um, and honestly, I don't really have strong thoughts about the Gulags because if you have blue Pikmin, it dies. So that's fair. We've already talked about the Smoky Prog, so I'll mm. move on from that one. Um, BD Longlegs. Fuck oh, fuck this guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think most Look, it's a classic. Don't it's like a classic, one. though. Well, it, it's actually... Okay, this isn't my most hated enemy in the game. Or m most hated boss in the game, I should say. Yeah, just, you know, you have to use yellows. Uh, well, I think yellows are preferred for it. Um, yeah, so that, I say so. That, that makes it annoying. <laughs> um, and really, yeah. there's no... There's no real point where you can just go to town on it. You, just you know, keep you, you always yeah, have. Yeah, it doesn't have like a yeah. You always have to, you know, you have to. Th I mean, when the middle part is a little lower, I think that's that's the uh, trigger for yeah, go nuts. But then that lasts very. Uh, it doesn't last too long. You do have a couple yellow Pikmin that will hang on, but then you always have to watch the the feet because it's always moving and it's so easy for it to just squash your Pikmin. It's definitely one, one of the trickier fights for sure. One thing I kind of wanted to bring up, and uh, so. When like talking about how the combat just gets really easy, like when you get used to it, one thing you might not you might not have tried is, uh, or I should say, a very very familiar pattern you kind of start to fall into is the fact where you throw 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 and then you call all them back, throw 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 throw, you uh -huh. call them back. So just repeatedly mm -hmm. throw then call, throw then call. Like like if you if you get really good at the game, either you swarm them to fucking death where they can't even move for three seconds, you know, like immediately death. Or yeah. you do as much as you can, as fast as you can, then call everyone back and wait for the attack to start. So it's yeah, just a constant that's generally attack. the pattern, yeah. Okay. So Cause, cause, like, with this guy, if you have if you have some like Pikmin crawling up his legs, honestly, I just fucking call him back because it's like, guys, it's not worth it. You guys are gonna take too long. He's gonna shake you off. <laughs> yeah. Just how you come back here? Because <laughs> that's probably my mistake. You know, I would throw swarms, right? And I would only right. call back what I. Uh, sensed danger, which by then it was like with the frogs, it's usually too late. But I will also yes. give you this, Dave. I will also give you this. The the little arena that BD Longlegs has is particularly claustrophobic. Mm -hmm. 
It um, is. And plus with the whole beating long legs being built around literally like stepping on your Pikmin, you mm. have this weird thing where you want to show up with a relatively small number, but it's also there you're going to still lose people and have even less by the end oh, of the fight. And, and and also to get all the yellow in there, there is jets of fire, so you gotta oh, be very fuck careful. That. No, that's yeah, bullshit. That. Okay. Listen, listen, right? <laughs> I love the forest navel. That's that area, right? That's the, mm-hmm. the map? Yeah. Yeah. I I love it because you know uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff to do. There's a whole bunch of like ship parts all around. There's a whole bunch of bosses, a whole bunch of tough enemies. Good stuff. But what were they fucking thinking with that whole design shit? Because especially you're laughing because I said what were they thinking, right? Because especially <laughs> when, when you approach this boss, they you they know you'll be having yellows, so it's just to fuck with you. Especially yeah. because to bring the ship part yeah. back, the yellows are gonna pull that fucking thing. They're gonna flip yeah. out all over the fire. And this playthrough, <laughs> I was so fucking tired of them and their poor performance in this boss fight. I'm like, fucking fuck off, die. You know, you're walking in the fire. Are you stupid? Just grab the item. I okay, I whistled. Grab the item. I don't give a fuck that you're on fire. I, I forced those yellows through burning pits of fire to pull everything. I was not going back to the, to get the onion to get reds. You want to know why I wasn't going to go back to the onion to get reds? I'll tell you why I wasn't going to go back to the onion to get reds. Because this level, why do they have so many fucking stone walls? Okay? Yeah, there's like true. eight of them. And the bomb free, there's not nearly enough bombs. And they're in weird places. The one yeah. there, 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 there's, a, there's an area there's a pile of bombs where you have to go down off to the right right when you arrive there's a yep, yep. whole bunch of puddles and shit and you have to have them climb down this twig it's so awkward just for the sake of it what the I spent fuck? I spent the first like five minutes of every naval run getting my yellows down there to chip away at all the other walls now on my second run following the walkthrough I actually didn't blow up most of the walls um, it turns out you really only need to do the, like the one between the the beady long legs and then one or two more but no i, I know exactly what you mean there it's uh and the the other bomb uh deposit which is really good is when you lower the bridge it's it's on the other side of all the uh of all the fire guys yep yep well it's like okay so what i really loved and and it just brought so much joy back to me i, I told my girlfriend when because again i played i played like you know uh, Pikmin won about one and a half times for the podcast. I initially started on the GameCube, and then we had the idea a long time ago, like with the whole, like, you know, MGS thing. Oh, I'll just record all of these games and make, like, the video portion for the podcast for all of these games. So I should really play the Switch version so I can have an easier time recording. But, um, what I, as I was playing, like, on on uh, the GameCube, again, I didn't play this game in easily 10 years, if not more, and I was just, like, the joy I was expressing to her, I'm like, this game is so great because you have to think about what should I do? I should put some Pikmin over here. I should break down this wall. There's so many ways in this game you can help your progress that it just feels like I'm always accomplishing something. I'm always moving towards the goal by taking down the walls, by like getting some bombs and working on the on the stone gates, by taking out enemies who won't come back the next day, by doing this, by doing that. So it's like, oh, it's great. And then the forest naval shits all over it because it's like, oh, oh, actually, don't, don't you have to think about which which walls you want to take down. No, no, man, I want to just slowly chip away and make progress on everything. I want to open up every bridge. I want to take down every single wall. 
I don't care if it helps me. That's what feels good in this game. Oh, so oh, it's just really mm. fucking annoying. Can, can, can I jump on your rant there? Because I agree with you when, in one specific element. How the geysers and the sticks uh, don't stay when you uh, leave. Oh my god. You, ha yeah. you have to uh, uncover them or build them every time. I think they should stay as well. I agree. Yeah. In fact, I specifically recall... Because I'm pretty sure it happened at one point, either on the GameCube run or on the Switch run, where I... Because again, like sometimes as you're playing on a day and you're almost done, you try to think about things you can do that will help, you know, the next day. You know, I want to get, get something else done. And, you know, perhaps you can't like make it back in time to bring a ship part or like to, you know, to kill a bunch of enemies or something. But hey, over here's a geyser. I know I'll need this for next time. You know, I don't have the yellows here, so I can't get the ship part high up on like the forest naval area. I'm sure you guys know exactly which part I'm talking about. Um, mm -hmm. So I'll open up this geyser and it doesn't open the next time. So it's just like... Really? You know, you couldn't just keep this open? It's not that... He, uh, yeah. yeah. So anyway, the honey wisp, right, guys? <laughs> yeah, so the, the honey wisp is the next... I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry, Drew, but... No, you're good. <laughs> no, you want to know what I was going to say? Is I was going to say when you were talking about the, the yellow Pikmin uh, being set on fire, and I was going to, I was going to say uh, Dorkax was, was like Donald Trump, and he said, uh, you're fired. But, uh, that's uh, not, we're, just gonna, we're not gonna do that. Uh, Sorry, guys, I actually joined the cast of SNL there for a second. My bad. Or, or at the very least, like the writer's room. It's like, yeah, we get it. We don't like Trump either. Okay. <laughs> hey, do you have anything funny? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what would Orange Pikmin be, Drew? Uh, Orange Pikmin would be. The best? The know. very best? They would be super epic. I genuinely Earwax. have no idea. Because after I played Pikmin 4, I'm like, guys, what are you even supposed to do from here? I don't even know. It would but be anyway, Honey great. Wisp, right, guys? <laughs> yeah. So the Honey Wisp, it, so it's just the thing that pops up and floats, and if you if you hit it with Pikmin, it drops nectar. Yeah. It, I don't know. It, it, it's, like a, it's like a little bonus. Yeah, it's cute. Oh, I was going to say, I think it's hilarious, like especially from coming from Pikmin 4, because like, in Pikmin 4, you just get... Like, everyone's always in bloom all the time, basically. Yeah. And, oh, wow. And in Pikmin 1, it's like, oh, shit, I should probably get that guy. <laughs> yeah. In Pikmin 4, I never give a fuck, because you have so many, like, everyone's always in bloom. Um, But, like, Dave, okay, so this is a small thing that they changed. I, I don't know if they changed it in 3, Drew. Perhaps you can tell me. I forget. But, like, in this game, I'm sure you saw that, like, the Nectar is on a it has a weird like system to it where if you even if you just put one pikmin over there it'll eat up all of it yeah i'm sure yeah. you saw that i yeah. i mean what i used to do especially when you know pikmin would get distracted burrowing because obviously that means there's nectar there um mm -hmm. i would i would get a chunk of uh pikmin and i would throw them on the burrow and then if there was any nectar left afterwards because you know sometimes you have enough Pikmin that are bloomed, so you need to go to the end of your uh, 100 Pikmin, which are the seedlings, right. and I'd throw as much of them as I could. But yeah, it was always weird depending on sometimes I'd get a bunch of them that would bloom up. Sometimes it would only be a couple. It yeah, isn't that wild? Because like, so for example, like in Pikmin 4, like the quantity is per Pikmin essentially. So it's like, you know, even if two happen like to suck up the you know like nectar there's like enough for eight more essentially yeah. Oh, yeah yeah there's, there's enough for eight more still so it's like it's like by like you know oh i'll take one whereas like in this game it's like the moment one starts to drink it it's on a timer 
And, uh, and, the, yeah. and if you can't get the Pikmin over there within two seconds, I feel like it is, then it's just gone. Yeah. It's really weird. I don't know if this is... Drew, do you, do you think this is intentional? Because it seems like a weird system. I don't know if it was, like, intentional per se, but I think definitely... I mean, I guess it would be intentional because they could have just had the model, like, shrink a little bit, I guess. But... Yeah, it, it, it like it definitely had a reason to be changed later. <laughs> yeah, like well, I really don't know what you else don't to have say. A lot on here. <laughs> yeah, I, I really I don't know what more. else to say about the mechanic because it's like it's it's there, it's annoying, but that's the way it works. But it's like yeah, it definitely needed to change, so they just fucking <laughs> well, changed based, it. <laughs> based on that mechanic, I will have to say that I only really understood this in my second playthrough how you can leave them uh in the ground and over time yeah. they will bloom themselves mm -hmm. and i i found that really cool especially because it explained why sometimes i knew there were pikmin there but i couldn't see them because they'd gone underground again or just the idea then oh i can go and do what i do and then i'll wait till the end of the day and i'll see if i can harvest some uh ones with flowers on them mm -hmm. yeah cool. i like the flexibility with the flower mechanic because Flowers are so, like, you're constantly, like, losing flowers in, in Pikmin 1 especially as well. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. can I ask you yeah. about that? Because sometimes, you know, in combat, I'd notice petals falling. And I'm like, is that like health? Like, if a Pikmin with a flower gets hit, does, do they just lose their petals and are able to continue? Yeah, they're, they, yeah it's not health. They're, they're still going to be okay. But the enemies, like are really aggressive about like knocking the petals off and reverting okay. them back to leaf status is what that is. Gotcha. How how I, yeah. I would describe it, it it's like a buff that's unrelated to their health, but it's really fragile buff that can get knocked off. Yeah. Okay. Like okay. like yeah. for example, like because if a Pikmin gets hit, I I I, th I think you know that that's probably not going to kill them. You know, like like for example, if like the elephant guys throw them, yeah. You know, th that'll also like you know like knock a whole bunch of petals off, even if they're reds. Whereas, you know, if they were just like the base variants, it wouldn't it wouldn't deal damage to them at all. So I, I think it's just, yeah, I guess it's interesting because it, it isn't even like, you know, like damage dealing attacks. It's just any time they get thrown around, it's just a punishment right. just to exist, mm -hmm. I guess, for them. <laughs> Pikmin <laughs> truly do exist to get fucked. <laughs> you think there's a bunch of uh, goth and emo Pikmin, the whole life is paid. Oh, thank fuck. I thought you were going to say Rule 34. Okay. Um... <laughs> Give me some credit, please. Oh I, I'm really no, scared wouldn't for steep. a second. Look, Dave, out of the three of us, is the least likely to stoop that low. Let's give him some credit. I think I think he'll stoop to any level for a kind of hilarious joke. Uh, that's fair. Not me, though. I'm only funny. <laughs> I'm only funny. <laughs> so about these enemies, right, guys? Yeah. So anyway, so, we already, so we already kind of talked about the spotty bull bear. I, mm -hmm. yep. So let's just move on to the bread bug. I like the bread bug a lot. I don't think I, I ever them. saw one. Oh, yes, Let you did, because there's a, you, ship part, there's a ship part in them, Dave. Oh, that thing. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. He He's the one in the navel where you have to um, attack him. I, I got lucky on my second playthrough that he got um, trapped where the blue onion is when at, right after I'd um, bloomed it, uh, for lack of a better term. So there was a... I don't know how it happened, but some of the blue Pikmin started to drag it to the onion and mm -hmm. he was still alive. <laughs> and then when he got sucked up, he got flung far and basically he was near dead. Mm -hmm. And then just a couple Pikmin just had to like, you know, 
look at him and he died and the ship part came up. <laughs> which, which was awesome. great because in my first playthrough, I was chasing that fucker all over the place. So Dave, what the bread bug does is the bread bug is supposed to be like a scavenger creature. Right, so right. What it does is it is it grabs a pellet and starts dragging it back to the onion. So you put like two Pikmin on the pellet and then they have enough That's what happened. to like pull them back. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I love the bread bug because it's like, I feel like universally the bread bug is such like a moment of discovery for like every player of like what you can get Pikmin to do. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Well, it's, it, I, I wish there were like more enemies where this happened with, cause it's such yeah. a cool moment where you're like, he's still holding on to the thing and they're, and they're taking it to the onion, bam. And he just fucking kills over or loses <laughs> almost all his health. It's, yeah. it's a surprisingly satisfying impact. I won't lie. Mm-hmm. Like when he smacks the onion, you know? It's so funny. Yeah, because he like gets slammed onto his back too. It's so funny. He's adorable. Can I also he shows say up in, in all terms... the games and I, I love him. Yeah, no, I love when the bread bug shows up. Like there's such and I was actually going to segue into this little tangent is when in 2021, I think, when we were in the middle of our drought, our 10-year drought for new Pikmin game, um, the Pikmin subreddit went crazy. And their meme obsession was photoshopping Breadbug in every situation imaginable. <laughs> like the Breadbug became like the mascot of the Pikmin subreddit. It was like really awesome to behold. Nice. Anyway, Iridescent Flint Beetle, uh, bop it on the head. It puts out nectar. Who cares? Yeah. Um, Spotty Bulborb. Talk uh, about it. Yeah, they're a cute mascot. Dave. What do you think about the burrowing snagret? Uh, yeah, this is probably my most hated creature in the entire game. Damn. Even knowing what to do in the second playthrough, it was it was really tough and painful and frustrating that there's three of them. And if you're not careful, you can call more than one over to you at the same time. That fucking sucks. It's one of those where, like, I never felt I could lock it into anything, which I guess maybe as a boss, that's the point. But then, you know, you got the armored cannon beetle and the puff stool, and it seems mm-hmm. like a lot of these you can, an Emperor Boblax Bo- even, although that's a little different, and I'm sure we'll get to him later. But, um, yeah, it, it just felt like, uh, like the frogs, it was very fiddly. Uh, yeah, like the frogs and like the BD long legs. It was just too fiddly. I was losing too much Pikmin. Um, I think I had to go back there the next day because I ran out of time Dang. or maybe I reset it. I don't know. But uh, yeah, out of out of everything the second time through, um, the burring snag rat was, uh, it gets an F on the old tier list for me. Damn. I think it's it, it's an enemy that's in almost every game and in every, like, even though I, I, I've killed it so many times, I think I have trouble. With, I think that's one of the ones that gives you the most trouble, even still. And it's especially crazy coming from Pikmin 4, because Pikmin 4 uh, Dave, so easy, is the yeah. only one that has, like, a lock-on. So you're able ah. to, like, lock on and throw... Oh, wow. Three has so, a lock-on, super... too. Does it really? I, just, I guess I... Again, yeah. I haven't played that one in a long time. Either way, there's yeah. a lock-on, and, you're in, in, in like, I know at least, like, number four, like, when you throw Pikmin, it's almost instant. Like, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. It, like, hits, it gets on their face immediately. And even there, it's still like, uh, you know, he might, well, in four, he's not going to kill anybody because four is ridiculously easy. But in this game, <laughs> yeah. he, yeah, he'll, he'll always, he'll always kill at least a few of them. And I, I've heard the strategy where you're supposed to like bum rush him as he comes out. Yeah. I've never had that yeah. So the, me. the ideal strategy is that, and it, the boss is still really tricky. I was going to say, even though like there's a clear optimal strategy that I, that, that I've learned 
it's still very tricky with the timing. But basically, there's that little window where before it fully pops out, its beak is all that's out of the ground. Mm. So if you're able to swarm just the beak, then basically your whole squad is going to be on the face instantly. And that's how you do insane damage oh, to it. Let me complain about that. Maybe it was the issue with gyro and throwing, but because um, the, the walkthrough talked about, you know, the beak is the weak point. Um, yeah. And I swear I was aiming at the fucking beak, but no matter what I did, it was like, nope, nope. They're just hitting the neck and they're getting the shaken way that off. It does the gyro is that it only activates... In these ports, it only activates like when you hit the throw button, mm -hmm. which is very weird because then you're going to be wobbling your cursor all over the place. Uh, it's, it, it wasn't it wasn't ideal, but I found it um, I found it easier than when I was trying to use the analog stick before I found out I could put gyro on. Huh. But 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 yeah, I was I never could really hit the uh, the beak. It was they were always going for the neck, which you know doesn't really do much. You got to admit. Really cool ass design though. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, actually, thinking, I don't think any any design in this game I found stupid. Even though they're definitely like cartoony. Yeah. It they do feel like they have their place in this weird alien ecosystem, and it's very just endearing. You know. Objection. They all just look really cool. <laughs> Objection. Hang on. I, I mean, I, I, I'm with you. I love Pikmin, but we're really going to say the beady long legs. I mean, it, it looks like a fucking... Okay, yeah. Like, okay. It looks like a Wonder Ball with sticks attached to it. Well, oh, okay. okay, no, yeah. Beady long legs definitely is, is an exception to that because <laughs> it became a species later, so then it's He's like, okay, ball. they all just look like this. But it's like, okay, you, you opened up fucking Blender, you got the sphere, and you attached stick legs to it. Good job, Nintendo. That's well, awesome. But, but here, here's the thing, like, yeah, I, I could agree with you that <laughs> it, it's, it's a silly design, but uh, fighting it was such a frustrating endeavor that um, yeah. I kind of have an, a, a, a reverence for it now. It's like, you know, it, yeah. it, it, a, a begrudging respect. So it's like, yeah, you may be just a ball with sticks, but goddamn, I don't want to be near you. <laughs> yeah. Male Sheer Grub, don't really have any strong thoughts on this one. They I got some kill strong a few thoughts Pikmin, here. But I, I do. Really super deadly to me. Uh, the the huh. green and the purple ones, uh, the green ones I hate worse because they fly. Okay, yeah. But yeah. but they're, they're, they're very annoying. What's worse is you're just kind of walking along going, I'm going to this next thing I want to do, and suddenly there's all um, this burrowing, and you're like, uh now, now the purple ones, yeah, they're not too bad because you can swarm them and they go pretty quickly, but they're always with the greens. I'll say that this is the perfect example of an of like a very small idiosyncrasy with this game. I think it's really only with with these enemies where, um, even if you swarm them and like you surely have have been doing enough damage, if they have one Pikmin in their mouth and have already started the animation of I'm killing this Pikmin, mm. they won't die until that Pikmin is dead. And then after they, after that Pikmin's dead, they instantly die. So it's like, you can't even prevent it. It's just, uh, it's really annoying. It's like, a, it's almost like a delayed, like, I guess that's all I have on it. Yeah. That's, that's the only part that really annoys me about them is because it's like, you can't even like prevent, you know, a death until like if it happens you're like well i guess it happened fuck yeah and i guess now that i'm thinking about it i don't even really like them that much because <laughs> the only way to really like fight back against them is to kind of know where they are on repeat playthroughs that's genuinely just like really bad design <laughs> for mm. a first playthrough 
Yeah, so I guess really not a fan of the male sheer grub. We convinced him, Dave. Wow, <laughs> they were just going to move on. Yeah, I know. I had to think about it a little bit more, but it's like, you're right. They kind of suck. Like, I don't know <laughs> why they implemented them the way that they did, other than to be, like, huge assholes. That's funny. Well, speaking of being huge assholes, <laughs> the swooping snitch bug, yeah. The kid I love these guys. You don't like They're them? I like them conceptually, but in Pikmin 1 especially, they are really not manageable. Oh, and and what? I think it's I think it's part of I could ne- even even with the honey wisp, I got a little better on my second playthrough, but um aiming at creatures in the air was always very difficult for me. Yeah. Yeah. See, here here is my only argument of why I think they're actually great. Not like that they're great in the game like oh like their design is like no i'm just saying they're easy as shit because they don't kill your guys they just yeah. fucking put them in the ground so it's like oh who cares that's yeah, all because they don't so, eat them they're a troll but they're... i've had so many situations where yeah they troll you they grab your pikmin and then they just like fuck off to the complete opposite direction of where you were walking and they, they follow the ground they follow you back to your onion yeah Holy shit. and then what they'll also do and then also what they do is since they go the opposite way that you were going and they're really annoying and so you just want to ignore them, they toss the seed back in the ground so that Pikmin is still out in the field. Mm-hmm. And so then it limits how many Pikmin you can actually have with you unless you want to go plug every individual seed that they toss somewhere. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 you know what? I'll, I'll save that story for later if it comes up organically, but um, I got into some trouble with... Uh, throwing some Pikmin into the flowers because it was very late in the day and I didn't want them to die. And then suddenly I was at a disadvantage for the rest of the game in that level. Oh my God. That's so I have, I have two more things to say about this guy. One, um, I see on, on the wiki, they only appear in uh, the Forest of Hope on day 15 and onward. Had wow. no idea about that. And the, and also like the distant spring on day five and onward. So you're, you're always going to have them on there. But I just realized something. Drew, mm. these guys look exactly like the fucking, like, Deku, like, businessmen. They kind of do a little bit, yeah. They have the long arms and, like, they're flying around. It looks exactly like when you hand over, like, the deed, you know, to that one guy and he flies off. Yeah. And considering yeah, that we kinda... haven't ever seen Dekus since that game, I, game theory, this yeah, is the Deku now. <laughs> They're to blame. Did you know that actually the the uh, an unnamed Deku character like dies, and that's where you get the Deku mask from? That's my game theory. I oh no, of course. I, I think that's what it is. Yeah, no, it isn't unnamed. It, it it's it's the son of the one like Butler guy. Yeah. Yeah, because like he goes into like the forest in the credits, and you can see him like mourning the little tree stump. Yeah, yeah, he yeah he mourns the little tree guy. That's such yeah, a cool yeah. little detail about God. That Zelda, game is the is best not- game in the world. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Pikmin is also one of the best games in the world. Now, Dave, I've got a really interesting question for you about the dwarf bull bear. Are you ready for this one? Yeah, sure. Um, who cares? <laughs> Next enemy, Mamuda. Uh, this one is really cool, Dave. I don't know if you saw this one. So I, I what did this not. One does, so what this one does is it slaps your Pikmin on the head and turns them into flowers by slapping them down into the ground. Wow. But I don't know if you remember from the the ending, but it says this thing just seems to really like flowers, and Olimar kind of speculates it might be vaguely related to Pikmin. Huh. So that's a little 
thing. It's not a hard fight other than it like slapping your Pikmin into the ground, but it, it can't kill them, so that's fine. But it's more just like a really interesting, like weird creature. Where where does it show up? It shows up in that stump area of the impact site. Ah. It, can, it will either be the Mamuda or the Gulix. Okay. That's what's special about that. Yeah. Now, do we have any strong feelings about the water dumbbells? The they're the water male shear group. If you get them from behind, they're easy peasy. But if you get like a group of them, you're going to lose some fucking Pikmin. You don't have any any choice about that one. Now, Dwarf Bullboard, Dave, Pop Quiz, Hotshot. Who cares? Pearly Clam Clamp. What do we think about the Pearly Clam Clamp? I think it's a big Great. test of patience. Great name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, imagine, if, like, I feel like if this came out 20 years later, it would be called, like, Pearly Mick Clamp Clamp. Like, it's, it's such a, a fucking goofy name. <laughs> It is a very, like, 2012 Lay Reddit epic meme name, yeah. It is. But what do we think about it in the in the video game? Well, look, um, I, after the first playthrough, the only time I ever interfaced with it in the second was to get the ship part that was in one. Um, I, I, I mean, it's just another annoyance, I think, because you always got to pull them back. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, the pearl, the pearl is... Um, a worthwhile reward, but I don't know, not worth it. Here's my game theory, right? So I, <laughs> it's just the meme of this video. I think. Can you can you this, can you do a MatPat voice for that? No, don't don't please. <laughs> so anyway, I think that the, <laughs> the pearly clamp clamp. It I could I think it could have been an enemy designed around the idea to teach a player to do the thing I was saying earlier, where you throw throw oh, throw, throw yep. then return throw. But you see, I I want to believe that, but I don't think it's placed in the right area for that. Then yeah, I think that should have been yeah. placed in like the area, maybe even like forest navel, you know? Because mm. because it's the thing you're probably going to come back to later on, you know, or after you get the blues. In which case, well, then perhaps I should have been in the Forest of Hope then. I don't know. Yeah. Again, it's a very short game, so maybe it's in a fine place, but I feel like it's a little off the beaten path. I mean, yeah, you do need to get it, you know, you do need to fight one to get all 30 parts, but it's very skippable, you know? Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, wall pulls, little tadpole guys. Uh, do we have anything to say about these? Big, I don't really think that we big do. Big who gives a shit for me. I, yeah. I thought I thought they were the water dumples. I can't remember like a difference between the two. It's just like things in um, water you have to kill. They're, they're just the little tadpoles that they they can't even like attack you. They're just there to like be in the environment. Basically. Oh, then why are we talking about them? That's actually so true, Bestie. And let's move on to the puff stool. Already talked about it. Wally hop. Already talked about it. <laughs> uh, female sheer grub. That one one hundred percent is fodder. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Puffy Blowhog. What do we think about this This one? This one's sick. All right. I like it. His design is so cool, and he just blows you away. He just gives you a blowy... Wait. He just just blows you... He blows your Pikmin. The reveal, when he's actually a little guy, when when you kill him, he just had a bunch of air in him. Whoa! Yeah, I think think they literally say that biologically they're like full of helium or something which is crazy because there's no way that's true because all of earth's helium will be depleted within 15 to 20 years yeah i really like them because they look like they're high all the time and they're just like chill (laughs) yellow wally hop 
already talked about it. Uh, mm. Fiery Blowhog, we kind of talked about. Do you guys want to say anything else? Well, well I, I must say I, <laughs> I, I learned the hard way that you shouldn't try and fight them when your back's to water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, boy, Dave. That's a nightmare, dude. You know what's funny is that I know I keep talking about like you know like Pikmin Four. I just played it, but that game is so much easier, right? And these guys, after like you have like it down, it's you know like because I I think these guys are really cool because they almost invite like a a, a staggering kind of strategy because like you throw throw mm-hmm. throw, have him toss, then throw throw throw, have him toss, and and because like you can't just throw all of the, well you, either way. When I was playing Pikmin Four, <laughs> as Dave was charged. saying, don't be next to water. Oh my god, I was in a cave level where there was like a bottomless pit and he just chucked Ooh, all of them off god. the bottomless pit. I'm like, oh yeah, he does that, doesn't he? <laughs> well, that's why you gotta use the charge move. Like, three and four with the charge, like, make it so, oh, yeah. make combat totally. so much easier. Actually, yeah. I think he, I think in my playthrough, he might have thrown me into the water at one point. So perhaps you are right. Really? There. I don't remember. Huh. And then the sheer wig, yeah. These ones are the ones that when you get them to like half health, they'll jump up in the air and yeah, throwing Fuck these stuff guys. up in the air is mm-hmm. so obnoxious. They're I, annoying. So yep. Yeah. Yeah. They'll heal and uh. Yep. Sheer wig, more like get them out of the game wig. Am I right? <laughs> I put a laugh track behind that. For a really loud laugh track behind that. But, uh, so what do we think? I don't know. I, I like how all of these, like, fit into a fake ecosystem. Like, I think, even though they're definitely, like, video game enemies with, like, one behavior, most of them have a fairly unique behavior to them. I mean, excluding variants, of course, but I feel like that adds to the nature thing as well, that all of them do behave differently in some way. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. here here's what I have to say about that. I agree, but I also think it's really, really fake. Yes, it is 2001. Yeah. This is really, you know, there's no way they could have achieved what I'm going to say here. But ever since I played Rain World, I've been just imagining how much better so many games could be if they had a real ecosystem where animals would hunt other animals and you were on a certain part of the food chain. If there was a Pikmin game where it was genuinely really difficult, you know, and, and really punishing, but the animals existed in, like, you know, in, like, a simulated kind of ecosystem where they... Because, again, you know, you can say they're an ecosystem, but have you ever seen mm-hmm. any of them eat anything else besides Pikmin? I mean, come on. <laughs> so it's oh, just, like, it'd be really point, cool yeah. if you could, like, see them on the move and on the hunt while you're just trying to survive and get treasure or something. I don't know. I actually, that's a good point because one of my favorite things about the original Doom in Doom 2 is that the monsters all kind of hate each other. They will focus on you as the player. But if you, like, you know, uh, shoot one and then exit the room, or if an imp, you know, actually hits a grunt or something like that, they will turn on each other and they will start to attack each other. And I always thought that was, like, the coolest thing ever. Enemies fighting each other. You guys have obviously watched my videos. I I talk about this in the Fallen Order video. I really like it when you can have enemies attack each other. Mm. And uh, that just kind of like sprung to mind when when, when you said ecosystem. It's like kind of, yeah. It's it's almost like a a picture of an ecosystem. Like, look, here's what it could have been, you know? Well, because you have have stuff like the bread bug where they actually act like a scavenger as part of their gameplay gimmick. But I think other than that, yeah, a picture of an ecosystem, that's a very good way to put it. I, I really agree. Thank you. Speaking you know, of... I, I actually do long videos on my channel where I talk about games very in-depth, and I'm very insightful, so if you want to subscribe, <laughs> to take action. 
I, I, la- I laugh because uh, self-promotion makes me uncomfortable. But yeah, no, I, I wouldn't be here with these two if I didn't enjoy both their work. So you should go check out all of our channels. Mine. You know what? Counterpoint, I would be here with you guys even if I didn't like your work. So take, take that as a compliment of you guys as a person. <gasps> Got him. Um, that kind of sucks. Yeah, yeah, I'm just kidding. Right. I thought that would get laughs, right. not just like a sad silence. <laughs> well, that sucks. It's like in Madagascar where they go to Antarctica and they're like, well, this sucks. Uh, Madagascar speak- 1 is genuinely okay. <laughs> My hot take about the Madagascar movies is that you watch the first 30 minutes of them and then you stop because you've seen the greatest cartoon ever. And then if you stop there, it stays that way. You know what? That tracks because there are so many god-awful jokes in like the latter half of madagascar one where i go they could have done something so funny with this and they didn't but the first quarter of the movie is like this is kind of funny you know no yeah like the 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 plane sequence in the second movie where and they're trying to land and he's like just a quick peck like you're kissing your sister and then they plow into the ground and then the (laughs) and then the whole the whole car chase and freaking Europe in the third one is like genuinely like genius, like just in terms of like in like being an insane cartoon. Uh, recommendation of the week: go watch the first thirty minutes of all the Madagascar movies. And oh, please cut them. this out. <laughs> I was gonna say uh, I'm curious to see if Drew will keep any of this garbage in, so we'll have to. <laughs> here's an actual good segue. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of a picture of an ecosystem, you guys want to talk about your rankings of the various areas that which can be found in this video game? Sure. Yes, I really do. All right. Uh, well, I'm gonna. We're gonna do it similarly to uh, our Metal Gear Solid video, where I'm gonna talk about them like as you would unlock them, but then we'll say our number our number rankings for them. Okay. So obviously the first one you go to is the impact site because that's where all of our crashes into the world. I have this one set at a at a respectable four, just because you get one part that it's the tutorial and you come back and you get one part. You can farm some Pikmin here, which is pretty cool. But this is definitely like one of the smaller areas and there's not a whole lot to it, but it's fine. Uh, it's number two for me. Oh. Yeah. Um, Christ. I like the safety. Yeah. It, uh, I, I know you're being derisive when you say that, but that's, that's part of it. Uh, I think it's because I spent so much fucking time there in my first playthrough. <laughs> you know, I sure. was... Okay. I was grinding. I was grinding Pikmin there. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's just um, like when I think of some of the other, you know, more fleshed out levels, there are things about them that I dislike so much I wanted to put them further down the list. Whereas this one, there really wasn't much there. So I'm like, yeah, it, it, it's pleasant. Oh, and um, yeah. this might be brought up when we talk about music a little later, but I also like the music of the impacts. Like, yeah it's very it's a very interesting track because it's very like plucky 
And it sounds kind of aimless, but like in a good way, because obviously it's the impact site. Olimar doesn't know what's going on. So like, it's kind of confused nature. It's almost like, like a naive track. Yeah, naive is a better word. Yeah, it, it's very plucky. And also you can totally tell that, like if you listen to like any of the boss tracks, like in the Wind Waker, you can totally tell that it's like the same guy that made the music for this game. Ah. Um, just from that very like plucky kind of instrumentation, I really like this guy's style a lot. The music is really good here. You know, you know how, how high I have it ranked out of five? How high? Five. That tracks. Damn. Yeah, I that's mean, fair. Listen, listen. I, I I really hate the first day. It's yeah. so godly, bo ungodly, boring for yeah. me. And then like when you come back, you know what? Actually, I'm gonna change it because I, I'm gonna put it at. at at four, actually, I want it at four because it's a really good song. I, I I think this is is like one of the better songs in the game, but also I really think it's cool how like it switches which enemy you have depending on the day. So I'll put it at four, actually. Okay. Yeah, that is also a really good touch that we've mentioned a few times. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Next area you go to is the Forest of Hope, mm, and so let's get this out of the way. Best song in the game, most iconic Pikmin track, like of all time, straight up. Yes. Yeah. so simple but it's so soothing and something that we can mention here is Pikmin actually has a dynamic track so depending on what Olimar mm -hmm. uh, is around in the stage they'll fade in other tracks so for example if your Pikmin are working they'll they fade in like this nice like bongo drum line um, which is really nice to listen to like every variation of the Forest of Hope track is just like super relaxing and it, it fits the name you know it's the Forest of Hope Olimar feels like he'll find more parts here and like really get started with his hopeful hopefully his escape from the planet mm. um i feel like the the you know the name and the music fits it um as an area as the first big area you get to explore i really really like it a lot so i put it at uh two out of five i think uh dork should go next okay um also i i think we're kind of just already talking with the music in this section so just because like sure. it, it seems like that's what we're doing I also have it at two. Uh, it's a great song, and mm. it was genuinely in my head for like a week or two after playing. And I always think that's fun when like a game you just experienced and had a good time with can kind of like stay with you for a little bit. Um, it's mm -hmm. just it's really nice. I, again, it's the first real area where you're kind of set loose, and there's a bunch of stuff. Again, that that feeling of like, oh, I can go here, I can do this, I can work on this. Oh, here's a bridge I can do. Here's a wall I can take down. Here's an enemy I can kill. It's great. Sorry, I, I forgot to mention. Uh, on the Switch port, I'm not I'm not I'm not the only one who heard about this either. On the Switch port, the song is a bit worse. Uh, I've heard it described as like the whole soundtrack. It's like it's being played through like an out of tune like record player. But like with me, all the instruments in this song sounded great. Like the bongos were great. Like the little like xylophone, blum 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 blum. The problem was when it did like the like the call and answer thing. Um, with the other instrument. I don't even know like what, what it is. It's, it, you know, like what I'm talking about, Drew? Where it's like it does the xylophone, then it, it, it then like a different instrument answers it at some point. Oh, like when the string section kind of comes in, you mean? Is it or the strings? playing that initial turn tune. It, 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 okay, I'm hearing it. It is the strings. The, so the strings are out of tune or something. Because in this version of the game, uh, f you know, for like the Switch port, it's 
like almost like a half step too low and it just sounds like it clashes so hard i'll probably have an really? example in there That is a very bizarre thing. And now that I'm thinking about it, I think I did notice that even though it was like across the room, which really sucks because yeah, like we said, the force of, the, of hope is straight up the best song in the game and they fucked it. <laughs> they well, messed it up. Well, I, I did notice it because this is my first time experiencing it. And um, like, like Dork, this was the only track in the entire game where I was humming it. It was in my head when I wasn't playing the game. So uh, yeah, it's a, uh, Great track. Uh, I don't know if I went back and played the original. I wonder how it would uh, hit me. Yeah, where, I was going to say, where did you rank oh. that area as a whole? Well, get your booze ready. Uh, this is number five for me. Whoa. Oh, boo! It's just, you know what? You're, you're saying that because of trauma. You're saying that because of trauma. No, I was going to say. I think it's all based on your experiences of your two playthroughs. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, mostly yeah. the Which trauma. Is, that's uh, why the ranking. Uh, mostly the trauma of the first one, um, but yeah. but <laughs> also uh, like yeah, the bugbears not knowing what the gates do. Uh, I I do find the bomb mechanic kind of annoying, just because it seems so arbitrary. Yeah. And most levels, you don't have enough bombs to actually get through a lot of stuff. I I know that's part of the problem, but it was something I didn't. Sorry, I know that was part of the point, but I didn't like it. But um. When I actually think about the level uh, compared to the other ones, which I like more, uh, aside from maybe the uh, the ship part that you need the bugbears to get to, uh, everything is very straightforward. It's just like, remove this obstacle, beat this enemy, uh, blow up this wall, build this bridge. You know, there there's not... It's, it's like... Uh, the navel and the spring start to actually play with uh, using the different Pikmin in different ways together. And in this one, it was all just very, yeah, th there's an obstacle in the way, but once you get that done, the part is there for the taking. Yeah, it is. Sure, sure. <laughs> that's honest. That's I mean, that's honestly very fair. That's very fair. You are um, so insightful, Dave. Is there a channel we can, like, <laughs> find more of your insight on? I wish I could share it with the world, but I'm actually very shy, and oh. I don't want either my face or voice to appear on the internet. So, sadly, uh, we just found each other by happenstance. <laughs> and this well, podcast Dave, will be you, deleted. Well, Dave, if you, but if you had to, if you were like held at gunpoint by by our producer Jamie, and and you had to create a channel, what do you think you would call it? Uh, well, we'll probably go through a couple name revisions, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, it probably have something to do with my video game journey. And because my name is Dave, that probably sounds like a good thing. And, you know, if, if such a channel did exist, I think it would uh, appear in the show notes and uh, on uh, under the in the description of uh, the video portion of this podcast. Great. Now you guys are gonna have oh, to this help was me. A, like, you guys are gonna have to this was a really good bit, guys. Because really I really bit. don't know how I'm gonna bring it up. <laughs> but um, speaking of of complete self indulgence, uh, the forest navel is where the game really starts going nuts and playing with its mechanics, and it plays with verticality a lot more, which means you mm. really have to be building bridges and tearing down walls so you can have a more efficient route back to base. Um, and this is also where you get the blue Pikmin and the little puddle that shows that they, you know, there's tons of water in this area. 
Mm -hmm. Um, And there's plenty of areas where, yeah, this is definitely the area where more than any of the others, you got to be having a a evenly built squad for a lot of areas to tackle some of the puzzles here. Um, I have it ranked at number one. I think it's the most balanced and as far as doing that sort of thing, but it also, it's getting more difficult, but it doesn't feel like the game is just like bending you over and kicking you in the nuts over Mm. and over again yet. So I, I really like this area a lot. So I got to put it at number one. And also you guys probably don't like the twangy guitars, but I really like my weird sounding instruments. So I think the music is freaking sick. Okay. Yeah, the, the, the music didn't hit me uh, for this mm-hmm. one. Nope, it sucks. It's a little bit more ambient for sure, but yeah. But uh, Dave, wow. where, do you, where do you have the Forest Naval ranked? As Dork serenades us with uh, his ambience, uh, yeah, this is number one for me too. Uh, my favorite puzzle in the game is in the Naval. I might as well just talk about it now. It's it's the two off to the side where you have to go through the, the fire and then you've got to build the bridge, you've got to uncover the geyser, then you've got to throw the yellow Pikmin up and then you've got to pop up yourself and then throw the yellow Pikmin up once again. Once they bring the part down, then you need to get your red Pikmin to take the part through the fire and then you get to do a simpler version of that further on where you use the blue Pikmin to take it out of the water and then you use your red to take it back. To the ship. I just loved uh, the realization of what I had to do, even though it's really annoying because um, originally I'm like, oh no, I don't have what I need. I gotta go back. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, I just think some of the uh, puzzles in the spring where you have to use your Pikmin in different ways, I didn't like them as much as this one. Yeah, I actually agree. This is my favorite puzzle too. Dork, what do you think about this one? Um, in terms of an area, it is also number one. We all agree this is the best area yeah. in the game. Mm. And, you know, it just, it, it again, I was, a, I, I ranted about it because of all the frickin' stone gates, but there's just a lot of really cool stuff going on. This is the first level where it's like, yep, you have all three, you know, you can, there's a whole bunch of stuff you can do with all the Pikmin. And I really like the puzzle you guys talked about, specifically because, like, the Eureka moment of how am I gonna get all these guy all these yellows over? And then you realize I can just have them do the like the little marching thing up against the wall and they won't even get touched mm-hmm. by the fire. I love that so much. And I was going to ask you, Dave, is that what you did or did you have to like suffer the consequences? Well, uh, I didn't have to suffer consequences. I just waited. I, I gathered them all around me and I waited till the fire went down and then I would move into the gap and I would slowly make my way through. Yeah. Yeah. So... I, all I always did was just like hug the wall with all of them with, with the right stick over to the left and they, they would always be safe. That, see, that's smart. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not sure Drew did that. I think that's just a thing. After you really get used to like the right stick, um, you just you, you want to try that for every single thing, but we'll we'll see in the ah. area that I might complain about soon. That's not always the case. Also, it, it, it doesn't think... always work <laughs> like you want it to. Well, I think we haven't really talked about like the controls at all, but they get a little bit obnoxious with it sometimes. But yeah. in the in the times where you don't have to be precise with it, it was a really good use of like the C stick. 
And I think also what I really like in the Wii version is that the Olimar's cursor thing is maps to the Wii pointer. So you can really be more precise ah. with the pointer and swarming and stuff. I, I really like when you get to use it to do that sort of thing. Um, I do have a question about the navel, or maybe just an observation. The area with the puff shroom, you know, you, you take down the walls, uh, but there's also a way in further up uh, towards the bridge where you can get the bombs. Uh, but it seems like that area of the map, the puff shroom, you know, that area is off to the left. But then there seems to be this whole other area with winding walkways on the right that seems to have a lot of enemies in it. And I just never saw a reason to actually go in there. Uh, is there anything special in that area? Not really. No. Legit, when you're describing it, all I know of is just like a little bridge to get to the bombs and that's it. I don't think I ever approached it from a different area or anything. Right. Um... That's usually the route that I take, but there's not anything particularly special about it. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I, I, I had myself on mute. What, what I also wanted to say um, with the controls, though, uh, I, I'm i sure people can, you know, would kind of find it clunky, and I, I will totally admit that aiming to throw your Pikmin um, just isn't as good as it eventually will be in the, in the rest of the series. Because of course it, it, it's it's the it's the proof of concept essentially, mm. but man, I have to give them credit because like the GameCube controller is all about analog stuff, right? Like just mm -hmm. I really like how um, like how how hard you hold down on like the left stick will determine if you're moving your cursor or if you're moving like Olimar, and yeah. I think that's really really fun. And I was playing with that a bit on the first day since there's nothing else to do <laughs> um <laughs> no but it, i think it's really fun because like i wish more games would try to take advantage of the analog and not just be like oh any pressure on the left control stick you're walking at your normal speed it's like ugh, it's just it seems like they at least were trying to do something a little you know something kind of unique with it and uh, especially if if this game was made for the first time nowadays there was no way they would try that no way because no. they would easily be like you know, you have to use L to target. That's just a thing in every right. game. Right, yeah, know, yeah. The style. So just the fact that it that, that's not at all what it is, and it's just like, no, everything is a left stick, and the A button is throw, it's just kind of fun how we're not really going to get stuff like that again. So, like, for me, I was able to appreciate it, even though it was really tricky to aim some shots. It's, it's like that. I wonder if that was a design philosophy with the GameCube, because it seems the controller was built around the idea of uh, pressure. Like the thought always comes to my mind with Super Mario Sunshine, how you could lightly hold down the, the flood button the and you could still yeah. run while shooting. But if you kind of clicked it into place, then Mario would stand still. And it sounds very similar to what you're saying with the analog stick. So it, it sounds like maybe that was uh, something they wanted to do with that console, the idea that... Um, you know, it, it's it's not an all or nothing. There there are degrees to how you can use the controller. After that, we go to uh, the distant spring. I have this in the middle of my list because it's like still big and good, and it's better than the impact site. But it's probably my least favorite just because yeah, this is when the game like starts like slapping you across the mouth every two seconds. <laughs> it can be a little bit stressful sometimes. The, the, um, there, there are some uh, shit parts that 
Um, on my first playthrough, I didn't work them out. And then when the walkthrough told me how they worked, I didn't like them. Uh, yeah. Probably... Probably the biggest one is right near the uh, where you touch down, where you have to call your Pikmin, and there's the ledge that they can't fall off, so you have to call them until oh, they get yeah. to the part, but then then you have to tell them to stop so they, they can actually come to the part. Yeah, it, that one is a little bit precarious, a little bit annoying sometimes. Yeah, and this, this area is just ramping up the challenge. It's got the toughest enemies. It's got the most parts. Mm. You're going to be spending the most time here and so you've really really just got to be like well this place sucks but we got to get to business so it can just be a little bit stressful um usually by the time i'm done with the distance spring i'm i'm glad i only have the last area <laughs> left because it's like yeah let's let's round out pikmin i will admit the distance spring can be a little bit of a slog so i just have it at number three um yeah we could talk about some of the individual puzzles but overall i think more so it's just like yeah it's a tough puzzle you know it's, what i mean well it's it's the only uh area in the game that gives you a puzzle where you have to use the flowers which i found that interesting yeah but i i don't think it was like a particularly good puzzle i think it's interesting too because there was uh in like the forest navel an area that had the flowers and i'm just like mm. almost annoyed by its presence like what the <laughs> fuck do you think i'm gonna use this for like i i already planned around having the right ones anyway fuck because again you know i've already talked about how circuitous is that the right word that, maybe. that whole area <laughs> maybe you don't know what i'm talking about that area could be because of all like the stone wall and like oh the bombs are over here kind uh, of yeah, 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 yeah. so it's like you know it's almost like it's taunting me, like, hey, you could have thrown a few Pikmin in here and gotten something else. Like, dude, fuck off. That's out of the way and mm -hmm. just just stop. You aren't helping. It's yeah. like, just fuck off. So it's interesting that you have to use that there for that little puzzle. And again, like you said, like, you know, it isn't a very good puzzle. That was my last one I had to get, by the way, I'm pretty sure. Uh -huh. So I was like hurrying, like, oh, I hope <laughs> I can get this before this day ends. Because I will say right here, by the way, because I haven't included it. How annoying is it, Drew? There are so many times when you, you know, like work so efficiently, so hard, and then you're left with only one part you have to come back for, you know, on the oh next day. God. And you're like, that oh has my God. So freaking often. It's the worst. So God. I was very, very worried it was going to happen again. And I was like, I'm right there. Don't make me come back for this one freaking part and then end the day immediately for the love of God. I, in fact, I it will, might have happened. Um, <laughs> I I'm think sorry. that's the reason why I fought the egg that day, because I'm like, whatever, yeah. I, I got time. So who knows? Mm -hmm. I, I had, um, on the walkthrough uh, run, so many times, probably, God, yeah, it happened most times, where I was having a part come in as the sunset countdown was happening. Oh, fucking stupid. Dude, those kinds... Ho hopefully it counted, right? Oh, it did, it did, but, you Okay, because yeah. you have no... It's so fucking annoying when it's, like, clearly, like, blah, 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 and, like, you know, I think this happens more often when you return something to an onion, where it's, like, you want it to count so badly. It's, like, whoa, 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 it's going up, and then it's, like, nope, it didn't count, and then it's just, oh. like, well, there goes that creature, I'm pretty sure. I don't know, perhaps I'm thinking about, like, a whole different Pikmin game, but either way. Oh, yeah, in terms of ranking, I would also rank it three, but only because I don't think it's great. I actually kind of think this one's annoying, to be honest with you. I specifically hate the one I think you guys were talking about, where you have to, like, throw some, you know, throw some, like, yellow ones on the ledge here, walk forward, throw yeah. some yellow ones a little bit ahead, because you can't... You can't do like the trumpet, you know, like marching because they'll fall off. It, they're, it, well, it's well, they're, 
There's so. two two of them. There's the one that's just the the curve that's in the water. So you got to use blue, otherwise they're going to drown when they come up. But then there's the the one a little uh, in the area with the ball bears and that where. Um, you kind of have to throw them up and then climb up yourself and then throw them even higher. And I then like there's, that one. Yeah. There's, there's like a pit with a stick and a geyser in it mm-hmm. in case anyone falls in. Mm-hmm. Like that one was kind of cool. I think that one's cool. But I will say on, on the whole in that area, I don't know. I feel like that's that's an area that kind of felt like they just went, oh, no, let's put a wall here. Let's put a yes. mini here. I don't know. Put something. It, I don't know. It seems with all the gates, and especially when you when you the the ship part when you fight the armored guy, where you have to you have to do the. It's like two bridges and a gate you have to uh, build or break before you can get the part out. And then depending on which gates you actually have broken, they'll go different ways. So it really feels like yeah that that level in particular is mostly about uh, throwing obstacles in your way and and a lot of the puzzles do actually feel not as clever as the ones in the navel mm-hmm. it almost feels mm-hmm. like that area was kind of rushed in a way maybe it was um uh, do you have anything else to say about it dork i also want to say drew i actually think that maybe like the wii version you played may have just been the exception because I, I i think on the gamecube there's some clipping issues as well when it comes to some of these like crevices and whatnot i, I just feel like that that over that area overall just isn't up to par to everything else and it's only number three because i think the other two are just so bare that it would make yeah. no sense to have it, it lower in my mind i mean that's the other thing is like there's five areas so if we're, we're doing our silly ranking it's not, it's not like the uh, MGS bosses where there's a lot more of them. And so hmm. when you have the ones in the middle, they're really in the middle. Here, the, the level of quality could be very close together or it could be further apart. Mm. I Drew, you know how you mentioned how uh, since this is the last level and it's got the most ship parts and that can kind of be an annoying slog, especially because uh, everything's a lot more difficult. Well, I I kind of liked this on my first run, even though I was still working out how the game played because I opened it up, but I still had plenty of ship parts in both the Forest of Hope and the Forest Naval. So like I would, I explored the idea initially and actually I, I like, oh, there's all these easy ones in the water. Let me get those. Of course, you have to deal with the fucking frogs so they weren't as easy, but you know, yeah. then... Then I went back to the Force of Hope. I went to the Naval. Basically, I was able to uh, break up the the uh, just having to do the spring, which on my second playthrough, yeah, it was all spring right at the end. Um, mm-hmm. So I wonder if that makes it uh, uh, less annoying. Although, having said that, I'm ranking this at four. Fair enough. I think this is like a common psychological thing that probably, I feel like, and I'm not trying to say that like my experience is what happened to everybody, but I feel like this probably happens to people pretty commonly is that because you get new Pikmin types in the Forest of Hope and in the Forest Navel, then you kind of feel like you want to stick to those areas and like round them out ah, before yep, yep. you go to the forest, uh, the distant spring. So that's why it always ends up at like the end for me. But I think, yeah, if there if there were players that explored more freely and and 
like jumps between the areas more than that probably would be a little bit less exhausting because you could just show up and and be done with it in a day or two and you just have a few parts left that's actually a really good way to look at it well no again also like the music for the area just is is really boring I can't recall yeah. it. Even I listened to uh, the OST this morning before recording, and <laughs> I was just basically looking for tracks that made me go, "Oh, yeah, I remember that. I like that because that here is uh, uh, some insight into folks who do watch my videos. That's how I choose what music from the games I cover. I'm going to put in my critiques. I I go through the entire OST, and if a track kind of hits me the right way, I'm like, "Yeah, I'm using that one." Yeah, I don't like the. I don't like the <laughs> Dave Lord. I don't like the track for the distance spring at all. It's like just ambience, but it doesn't really feel like it's just ambience, like towards anything. Mm. I played Metroid Prime earlier this year, and that's got some very spacey ambient tracks. But those like set the scene in Metroid Prime. Like the the ambience uh, really does like serve to set the tone. And the Distance Spring, I really do not get like what type of tone they're trying to set with the music. Like we oh. literally talked about what the Impact site and the Forest of Hope accomplish because it's like really clear. With the Distance Spring, I literally have no clue what they're like what they're doing. I, I, <laughs> I literally have no clue. I have one answer. Uh, it was something I actually wanted to bring up, so thank you for reminding me because I'd completely forgotten up to this point. So. When you mentioned this was a launch title, I went, oh, because um, one thing I remember was just how good the uh, the GameCube tech looked originally, uh, especially the water tech. And that was kind of what hit me when I finally got to Distant Spring. Like, as I'm playing the game, you know, I'm playing it in 2023. And there right. was, I do play a lot of old games and I grew up through most of the generations. So, you know, I am usually good at being able to put a game into its place historically and technologically and give it props for what must have been really cool at the time. And if I still think it looks cool with what it's doing. Um, so as I was playing the game, you know, the, the sheer number of Pikmin on screen, uh, how it all moves fluidly and how there are, uh, you know, other enemies and other things going on. Like that's very technically impressive. I, I had that in my head. Mm -hmm. But the only time I actually kind of sat back and went, wow, was when I first hit the Distant Spring because it really shows off the GameCube's water tech. Um, like I remember sure, yeah. looking over the water and, and it hit me, yeah, if I played this game in what, 2001, 2002 was when the GameCube came out? Um, it probably would have been quite beautiful. A lot of the rest of the game probably did that as well. It just didn't hit me as a someone playing it right now, you know, 20 years later or so. Uh, but but I was able to kind of think back to how beautiful that water would have looked. I would That's even fair. say and, the water that... still looks pretty good now alongside its, its peers especially. Uh, I would say, like, you know, I'm, I'm hearing it like right now... Yeah, you know, it, it almost feels like the music for a water level, and I think that's kind of what, you know, like you're saying, like, you know, all the water is supposed to make you go, whoa, like water. But um, I almost think it kind of suffers from, like, being the, you know, like the de facto final area. 
Mm. I feel like if this yeah. wasn't the final area, me and Drew probably wouldn't have, you know, like these thoughts, you know, on it. Because he'd be like, yeah, it's a level, whatever. But the next level, because because the next level is just, mm-hmm. you know, a really short nothing thing. Yeah, well, it's just it's the ending. Yeah. I, I, I disagree uh, a little on that. Well, shall we get into it? Yeah. I th- guys, I think we should probably get into it, guys. last area is called the final trial that's what all of our names it it's a little linear set piece where you you know you solve a little puzzle you do a final boss you get the last part you get to leave yeah um yeah well well maybe i'll start off because i you probably hear it in my voice i'm actually enthusiastic about this as a final level um yeah, I ranked, go for it take it away man i ranked it number three first off is yeah the uh I thought the little puzzles leading up to the boss were pretty cool. Just, just you know, like, oh, set set the fire Pikmin going off in this direction so you can have access to them later. Send them through the flames. Uh, or, you know, oh, we need the bomb, so I got to go over here with the yellows as the blues are uh, building the bridge and knocking down the wall. You know, it's like every Pikmin had its role to play and you could do it all fairly simultaneously it was basically like yeah yeah you know i the the uh metaphor in my mind now is i guess like the idea of a busy kitchen where you've got five things to do and you're kind of doing a bit of everything at the same time uh but but yeah so so like when i got got through that to the final boss and even how you should walk around him so you can break down the wall and get access to the infinite bomb supply which i'm very happy that exists um I, I, I thought that was, I thought the, the puzzle was really cool, uh, ju- just the, the uh, simultaneous nature of it. And then, uh, do we want to talk about the boss separately to the level, or should I just go into what I thought about the final boss now? That's fine. Uh-huh. It's, it's all the same. Go so. for okay. it. Uh, I love the design. To me, it looked like a big, stupid dog. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, the boss fight itself was difficult uh, i had to do it twice because i lost two. Oh, the first time i took i'd taken too long to get to him so sunset was approaching so i reset the the level but um it's like when once you kind of get it uh it's easy to bait him out it's easy to i like the idea how you're having the pikmin attack his tongue that's kind of cool <laughs> Uh, it is scary if you accidentally have Pikmin in front of his gaping maw, because even more than the bugbears or whatever they're called, this guy just gulps everything. And and he went down pretty easy. And, you know, phase two, it's supposed to be, ooh, scary. He he now jumps up and splats you. It's like, oh, that's the easiest thing in the world to avoid. I don't know. I just felt even though this was like the final challenge, um, I really enjoyed how the whole level worked, how the final fight worked. And I felt a mastery over it that I didn't really feel for most of my play. Sure. That's a really good way to think about it. I only have it ranked at number five, and that's purely on the basis of content of the level. Mm. Because I also really, really like the puzzles, and it it is really fun to be like, yeah, I'm going to do this puzzle that I know how to do like really, really fast. It's like whenever I return to a Zelda game. And I do a dungeon that I've already done like 50 times before. It's like really fun to be like, well, I can do this like really 
quickly now. So I actually really do like the final trial a lot. And I think the Emperor Boldlax is really fun. For some reason, I'm forgetting. Did you did you say that you did like the bomb cheese? Did you know you could do that? Not if there's a cheese, I don't know it. But like there always were more bombs to collect. If I re- if I wasn't like in my first attempt, I wasn't really baiting him well. So I was wasting bombs yeah. trying to attack, you know, get him to lick up the bomb. But uh, in my second go, you know, it was uh, it was easier. Yeah. So he, he gets really stunned if he if he eats, if you sacrifice like one Pikmin with a bomb, like he he will be like stunned for like 10 seconds, which like mm. makes a huge difference, which is really, really funny. I think it's a perfectly fine boss. Yeah. I think the puzzle itself is stronger for the most part. Um, but I do have the final trial ranked at number five, just purely on the on the fact that it is the final area. It's the same puzzle every time. Like mm. every time that you do a playthrough of Pikmin, like you know exactly what's at the end. You just do it. It's done. Um, but I do really like the final trial. I'm so with you. Yeah. I just like to say, bomb strat, more like yawn strat. <laughs> No, I honestly, this whole level to me is just so boring. The okay. only thing that I was kind of like, oh, that was kind of clever, was, was how you had to push the box by like going all the way through the water and kind of, or, or I forget exactly. No, you, you had to put your reds on like little, like narrow thing, drag them mm-hmm. all the way over, mm-hmm. and then have them push the box. That was the only kind of cool thing. It's just, it's so linear, and this is not at all why I like Pikmin. I love uh-huh. Pikmin for like mm. the oh, you can do this and do this, and, like, you're working towards, like, a lot of things at once. And this one, yeah, you technically are if you play it that way. But for me, I was just like, let's do... It's just, it didn't hit me at all. And, like, the boss fight, I I guess I'm watching how I played it, and, and like, it's very much throw Pikmin at his cheeks and then call him back. Throw Pikmin ah. at his cheeks and call him back. So for mm-hmm. me, it was just a normal boss fight, and I was also like, oh... Didn't even know this guy was in the game. I played him. I fought him so many times in other Pikmin games. I was like, oh, I guess he came from this one. Cool. And then once I saw that the walls you knock down just unlock bombs, I'm like, oh, geez, whatever. Like I was just so done with it at that point. Like whatever, man. I ranked it number yeah. five. It's it's a big okay. You know, I don't know. I mean, it has one part. I don't know what I was expecting, but I was just like, oh, this is literally it. Okay. Yeah. Now hang on, hang on. I, 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 I'd like to take over here. Dave, I don't think you were nearly negative enough. I want to hear you get upset and get, like, negative on something. Hey, it, it's been, like, five years since we played the game, so, like, the anger has dissipated. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. Um, I, that was part of why I was reading my notes as well, because, you know, I capture the emotion of my gameplay session when I write my notes after. And, yeah, it was, it was very much... Uh, Stronger versions of what I've already s- said. I I hated the time limit. I really wish it wasn't there because because it just it 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 added too much pressure for a game where I didn't know what I was doing or what the game wanted from me. And by the time I finally worked it out, like it was fun to try and see if I could actually get everything done before the end, but I couldn't. And then I'm like, oh, I gotta play this again. Um, but like, I, I think, I think I adequately conveyed my frustration about certain bosses and enemies that I despise. Um, I, I never felt like I was able to throw the Pikmin correctly. Um, I mean, I, I ranted about them tripping and getting caught on geometry and how I used to care about them, but then, oh, you want to get left behind? I really don't care anymore. Uh, although 
I think I think I would care more if I actually let the cutscenes at the end of the day play out and you get to see them getting eaten. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is kind of a shame how after a while, I, I think even like the most like diehard Pikmin fans, I mean, we just kind of skip it. You know, mm-hmm. I think we just want to yeah. get back. And I feel like Everybody that's one of the drawbacks it. to this whole framing device because it is great. You know, I like having time limits, but if really all you're doing is just skipping the cutscenes, skipping the dialogue, saving and going back, you know, I almost wonder, is the time limit mechanic really that necessary anymore? You know, like, I almost think an overall time limit where, like, you don't have, like, a night day and instead you, you know, oh, you have, like, five, or how about, like, two in-game days, which equates to about, like, five hours or something, you know? Just, like, almost like something like Dead Rising. Sorry, guys. But I, I'm being serious, though, because it <laughs> seems like you have to go through the trial of, like, oh, it's sunset, gotta go through, oh, you know, end the day early, or, like, wait for it to whatever, skip this, then save, then skip that, then skip that, all right? Like, I'm landing again, get all the Pikmin out again, start again. It just seems like there's a lot of... Oh, yeah, yeah. Stop, start. Um, and... And uh, just talking about like having like a full couple days, uh, you earlier you mentioned uh, in one of the later games uh, going through like nocturnal missions, and that just triggered interest in me. Like, oh my god, you have to do things at night? That's got to be uh, wild, you know? Be- because in this game, you're taught to fear the sun going down. I think that I like the the countdown a lot personally because I think it adds to the whole bottom of the food chain thing. And I think more than anything, that's what really gives me the motivation to be like, no, I'm making the most out of out of what happens on this day. Mm. Um, so that gives you that that sense of micromanagement. It's not just about like, well, I've got all the time of the whole game. You know what I mean? It's like, no, I need sure, to maximize but- this time now. I do understand the frustration. Like, I feel the frustrations of like, oh, I left some pigment behind or a part was like almost there, but I didn't get it. But I think, I I don't know. Personally, I just really, really like the countdown. Hang on. I want you to imagine, right? I'm sorry again, but Dead Rising, right? So in that <laughs> game, there is a nighttime and it is more dangerous too, but it isn't like a, you know, it's a thing that keeps on going. Imagine the exact same game of Pikmin, right? That has the countdown Except once it turns nighttime, the night is just really, really dangerous, and you have to like have like a different play style or like you have to have a whole different thing at mm. night. But you still play, and you can still get stuff done. But uh, and and you still have to have like your Pikmin homers. I don't know. You could have something in there. But I I could totally see this game having a countdown the exact same way, where anyone out out, out of your area at, at at night is eaten. You know, like the moment it happens, essentially. So you still have the punishment and the countdown. But you don't have the constant start and stop. And maybe with the nighttime, you can have like a cooler, you know, perhaps like a secondary picture of the ecosystem, you know, in action or something. Sure. <laughs> but hey, again, uh, for 2001, no chance. Yeah. So obviously. Yeah. And you know how when I was talking about uh, considering the technology of all the Pikmin appearing on screen, um, one thing that did strike me is because uh, that's often a criticism of especially like launch titles or first-gen games on new consoles, a lot of them, you look at them and you're like, well, this could have been done on the last generation. This just looks better. But, you know, I feel like a game like Pikmin, just like a game like Mario 64 before it, it's like, 
no, we could not have done this on the previous generation with Pikmin. It's obviously like the, the, the whole premise is like, look how many little guys we have on screen at the same time. Yeah, yeah, dude, that's that's so true. It's just like Dead Rising 3, too. Ah, yeah, same thing, like, uh, just oh, the number just of zombies? I just wanted to bring, okay, like, okay. I hate Dead Rising 3. I was just being a dick. <laughs> yeah, but 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 it might have, I don't know, was a selling point of that game, no, like, it, more, it, it more had, zombies than ever? It totally was. I, I, I was saying it, like, ironically, but y- you are right. It, it, it is. It was a huge <laughs> selling point of, like, the Xbox One can push now 500 zombies on screen. Like, that, that is a thing. But, but uh, go, that was a big thing about Dead Rising 1, right? Like, on the 360, you could not have done that on the Xbox. That was, that was the time when, when console generation leaves were, like, still huge, you know? But there, there, um, is, there is a, a theory uh, that I kind of partially believe in. Like, the idea that... The PS3 was the last big generation leap. Like mm. a- after that, the PS4 and the PS5 have seemed more iterative or just small boosts instead of like the jumps that happened before. Yeah, yeah and I, I think that's always going to be the case, though, because I mean, like you can't like what more could you do? Like, you know, like but like besides, hey, we're going to have you control ten thousand things on screen just for the sake of it. You know, like what really more could you do? Oh. You know, besides making it look a little bit higher resolution or, you know, if you're anything like me, maybe up the frame rate a bit more than 30. <laughs> or or um, <laughs> I, I just I just uh, remembered it. But that like one of the big selling points of the PS5 and the new Xbox was the, the idea of the solid state drives, the idea that they wanted to eliminate loading times. And I guess that is probably a bit as big a jump as anything it's just not something that's apparent looking at the game i guess and unless like that new ratchet and clank was built around the idea of look no load look how seamless it is see that's right. interesting because i because like that is a thing it, i know it, it is a, a nice thing but you, it, it's a combination of two different things and mm. hang on this will make sense once i'm done yeah, yeah. it's a combination of two different things and, like, the new thing, we've already seen. So, for example, if you play an indie game on your PC, you're not going to have any load times, because why would there be? It's a simple game. So we, we, we've already seen plenty of games with, with really low load times. So that is, for, for us, that isn't a big leap as as much as the PS2 to PS3, you know, in terms of, like, just, just, yeah. just the sheer visuals, right? Whereas, really, what they're offering is low load times, but with this look pretty looking game, that's nuts, isn't it? It's like, uh, I guess if you like the pretty visuals, sure, but no. Well, well my, my joke now is going to be, I hope the PS6, if they really want to wow me, have a AAA game be under 50 gigabytes. <laughs> never. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That could never have. Dude, I literally was laughing so hard because I got FF16 shipped to my house, right? And I look at the back of the box, it says 500 gigabytes. I'm like, well... I guess that's the norm now. But then I ordered Signalis, right? And it came to my house and it said five gigabytes. So it is literally 100 times smaller than Final Fantasy. And that is so fucking funny to me. It, it, it's wild. Um, Actually, because I know we're going to talk about music, but this is also kind of wind down, just talking about the game in yes, general. Yes, yes. I, I have a, uh, one more question I did want to ask, just because it was something that entered my mind as I was playing. Do any of the future Pikmin games have a button where you can send your Pikmin back to base? Kind of. Okay. Cause, cause, kind of, yes, kind of. Not, yeah. uh, it's not as, like, it isn't as early in the series as you, as you hope. It isn't in two. I don't, I don't think it's in three. 
But e even like in 4, it's an extra tool that kind of works, but it's also not really what you want, in my opinion. Oh, okay. Because I, I told that story about how I had a lot of Pikmin left behind. What it actually was, it was my favorite puzzle. It, um, you know, using the blue Pikmin to get the part out of the water and then using the reds to take it back to ship. And that happened like very close to sunset. So what I did, I saw that red flower there, right? So I'm like, oh, I know this turns them into buds. I don't have time. I need to get back to the ship. Uh, I just threw all my blue Pikmin into the red flower, right? And then, mm -hmm. and then I, I went back to base and I ended the day because the part, actually, no, the part only got halfway back. I had to get it the next day. But, um, and that, that screwed me up for the rest of my play in the naval because I had about like 30 Pikmin off to the side where I'd have to take like five minutes to go get them. Uh, so I never oh, got them again. No, uh, I'm glad I didn't interrupt you because I was going to say, Dave, that's a genius idea you just had. But that actually clearly is really smart. <laughs> but well, apparently it, it fucked him up, so maybe not. It, it did. And, and that was when I thought, oh, if only I had the ability to just, you know, press a button, send them home. Although that would have been trouble because they'd have to go through the, the fire. But just the idea that there, there were times where I'd like, well, if you guys are carrying a ship part, you know how to make your way back. Why can't you go back without my help? In that case, the tool in Pikmin 4 would have helped you because it, okay. it, it, it sends everybody not already in like your party all the way back to home. Okay. I think it's called mm -hmm. the homesick signal, right, Drew? Uh, I don't remember what the exact name is. Wow, but, uh, Drew, you you call yourself a Pikmin expert? <laughs> I will get, I will have them memorized when it is time to sit down and write this shit out. I will have it memorized by then. <laughs> but to be fair, Pikmin is also the sort of series where, because of this like ecological uh, angle, when you get to like Pikmin two, they have the Piklopedia where you can look at every creature, and they're like. This is the this is the Bibbly Sklungulon. It's part of the <laughs> Bingular family and whatever. And I'm just like, bro, Olimar, that's awesome, but I don't fucking care. I'm sorry. Dude, that's that's what makes some of the stuff like in, in Pikmin 4 so funny, because I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Like it's cute to see, like, you know, it's cute to see like what they call certain treasures now and then but right you know after a while you just stop giving a shit and you're like i don't want to look who cares what they're called anymore like just just mm -hmm. just collect it and let's go get to the next area <laughs> dave from from what you've been able to to gather from your experience in pikmin one what do you what do you think is what do you think the deal is with this whole alien planet is what's the deal here well and this is wild so so just bear with me here but i think it's an alien planet oh dave you idiot <laughs> you freaking moron you how can you not tell that it's drew is it okay if i say it yeah go for it i don't care dave how can you not tell that it's fucking mars what yeah, seriously dude what no it's it's, it's Alamar literally it's says it out loud <laughs> Alamar literally writes that in his journals he's like i found the red dust i found huh. the ice caps Drew, stop it. You're being too convincing. No, it, it's just, it's Earth, apparently. Well, that yeah, doesn't yeah. make any sense either. What do you mean? No? You get the bomb. Dave, what do you get the bombs out of? Yeah. I don't know. It's an alien planet. It's, it's alien. Pan, Dave. Dave. Okay, so hang on, hang on. So, as an example, right, you see like the blowy McBlowfish guy in the air who has helium. You know, what does that remind you of on Earth? <sighs> it's clearly a reference to the Hindenburg, Dave. Get it together. <laughs> oh, the humanity. Yeah. 
Every 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 enemy in the game is actually a subtle reference to a horrible tragedy that's happened in real life. This is the stupidest bit we've done. Dave, okay. So I, I, every other yeah. Pikmin game, it's a lot more obvious that it's Earth. I don't even think they planned this one to be Earth, to be honest with you. Because none of the creatures look like anything besides the frog, maybe. <laughs> well, well, I think it, that they, I mean, they didn't make it super explicit. I think they were trying to be more subtle with it in the first game. But then in the second game, they were like, oh, who cares? It they're matter. just like, look, here's a double A battery. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but but then okay okay so Olimar isn't a human then because you know he, no, he he's often he's from Hocketate. he he's off in space and right. he crash lands so I just assumed human I mean he looks weird but you know it's a cartoony game Dave uh, he says where what he is he's he's from the planet Hocketate or something he the reason that there's he's a three day limit is because he says the oxygen will literally kill me okay. I, I mean, Dave, I didn't read. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. We're not, I'm not trying to dogpile on you. Obviously. No, no, no. I, yeah. look, look, look. A, it's my memory. B, it's that I never gave a shit. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will. I will say. I think Drew um, cares cares the most about it. You know, yeah, I actually true. really, really liked their idea. Oh, I forget. It was earlier in the podcast, Drew, what you were talking about. I was like, oh my god. That's a really cool idea you had about the little story thing. That was great. I, I say it, it's pretty clear, Dave, that you didn't like the game as much. Therefore, why would yeah, you care true. about what this little fucker says about oxygen levels? And <laughs> well, well, because well, <laughs> the idea that he was talking about oxygen, like, okay, probably that would have made more sense. I must have been in a really weird headspace because, you know, <laughs> no, because uh... as I said, looking back, the idea of... Uh, all the simple things that I didn't know how to do in the game. Um, as you pointed out, a game made for younger players. <laughs> and so, well, so You also have to also know, this came with a manual, though. I didn't read the manual. No, no, I'm not saying... No, I'm, I'm, I'm saying uh, I, you, you know how you were as a kid. You read manuals on the way yeah, home. Yeah. So I guarantee yeah, you, were that, you know, kid, they you showed, have, yeah. here's a wall, break it with Pikmin. I guarantee you it says it on there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it might even have been more explicit because I did... I remember him talking about oxygen running out or, but I, I just thought that was more like, oh, maybe the oxygen has a different composition. Like the, the, what I need to breathe is different than what's on this planet. I wasn't thinking that, oh, I'm from an alien planet where we don't breathe oxygen. This planet has it. So it's going to kill me. Sure. Yeah. That makes, that's fair. That's fair. Well, yeah. Sorry for getting in your face, about hey. it, but I was just trying to have a, a, <laughs> it, it's it's all good. Catch up on the lore. Listen, I'll be straight up. Pikmin lore is ten times better than all of Marvel. I don't give a fuck. That's my hot take. Pikmin oh, lore is actually good. Oh, that's <laughs> dumb opinion. No, you're right because it's actually a really cold take. Because everybody, you know what's it. hilarious though, Drew? If you were huh. born, like it, it's it's just so funny that you happen to have been born at a time where, like, when you were in high school and like are in college and stuff, and as an adult, you're just surrounded by this shit. You know, like the Big Bang Theory is popular. People love talking about nerdy <laughs> yeah. shit. You know, but dude, like fucking twenty years ago, you know, even even longer, like thirty years ago, people. No one would even be saying Marvel comics if not for just like, oh, Spider-Man? I heard that once or twice. Like, it was so niche. Like, maybe Batman and Superman. But it's just wild that now it's so saturated. You're like, listen, all these billions of comics, no lore. That's actually true. That's probably true. (laughs) I probably would be like a huge 
nerd about that sort of thing to some extent if it if it was still far less popular yeah oh That's so you're really confirming your status as a hipster um, i am not a hipster i am actually a, uh i am actually a uh epic chad God you damn. are you are the comic book guys guy we gotta end this Simpsons. podcast we're freaking losing it we're losing well, it we gotta well, end this shit well, well we can't we cannot leave without talking about the music because that is your thing yes. drew it's your yes. episode True, 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 true. Guys, title theme, weird but good. Not my favorite version of the of the Pikmin main theme. I'm the title theme. Yeah. Yeah, that's the that's the title theme. And then they have like the they have like the mouth harp. It's like boing. You know. By the way, you you don't need to you don't need to put examples of the music behind us talking like I did with the credit trader. You're doing it yourself. Hell yeah. Guys, I'm gonna edit. I like the uh, the end of day music is very good. Obviously, we all skip the cutscene eventually. Oh, it's I really it, like like the bells. And then the <laughs> That and was really good. I just pictured Dave like slapping the... someone's ass. Like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and Stumpy or something? Yeah, seriously. It was like, yeah. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> you idiot. You idiot. But, that was, then, but is that the one? Because two of the ones I, I added to my list was Night Comes and Today's Record. And I think that's one of them. Yeah, Night Comes is like when it ends and that's when the spaceship is taking off. And then right after like the strings are like, like if you're done for the day and the strings are like playing, it's like, bah! and then the fucking spaceship immediately is like, bah! oh, you and, like blo- blows up your entire living room with bass. <laughs> Like and then after that, days. it's a really sick, like relaxing. Dude, there's some bangers in the soundtrack, dude. Like people sleep on this for, for for those of you who've made it this far into the podcast, you if you have friends who bailed before this point, you gotta tell them what they're missing. Yeah, you gotta get them back. You gotta get them back. We slap gotta the ass. Slap it. Slap the ass. Slap their ass if they don't listen this far. Bend them across their your your knee. Slap yeah. them like a disobedient Pikmin. Yes. Let them get eaten. Throw them out in the cold. Don't give them their jacket. Well, anyway. So about the music and the game. Yeah, so the 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 end of day thing when you're looking at all your stats and stuff, it's like really really chill. Mm. Dork, you might you might not know this one by heart as much as I do, but the credits music, I mean the both of the the songs that play during the actual like like the actual credits and then like the the creature song, both of those are like just so good. I probably know those more by heart than you might. But those ones are, are definitely some of my very favorites. They're so good.
So, does anybody have any closing thoughts about Pikmin 1 for various bum, Nintendo systems? Bum, 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 bum. Uh, it's, yeah, Dark does remember I, I, I'm that trying. I'm trying. I'm listening to it now, and I don't, I don't got it. <laughs> I like the part in the middle where, like, the Pikmin start, like, doing, like, military chants, and it's freaking awesome. I know I phrase that, like, a bit, but, like, they actually do it, and it's, like, really huh. cool. Like, it's funny because, yeah, it's one of those games where the more time that goes from when I played it, the more favorably I look on it. Uh, because, yeah, it's, it's got really neat character designs. It's a really interesting premise. The music's pretty good. I, I do enjoy some of the puzzles. Um, if I were to play the game again, I'd probably have a much better time now. Uh, there it is. There it is, Dave. Pikmin 2 or 3, though. You you would love those. Oh, okay. Can I just quickly ask? We don't have to put this on the podcast, but you mentioned that Pikmin 2 is really hard. What makes that hard? That the game um, is yeah, even so more of a dickhead. <laughs> there are a lot of enemies all around, and unlike... Uh, so it's, it's kind of it's kind of surprised me, because this isn't the case in Pikmin 4 either. But uh, unlike Pikmin 1, when you kill enemies, they're back the next day. Like, oh. or at the very least, like, the day after. Like, they they don't stay dead. Because mm. I, I saw my girlfriend, and also there's a whole idea about, like, the caves. So, um, so Dave, almost Dave, half Dave. of the game... Oh, sorry, Drew can take over from here. No, sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm just trying to say, Dave, here's what makes Pikmin 2 so hard, is that... The, the caves are randomly generated dungeons uh. that you can only bring your outside. You can't replenish Pikmin in the caves. Oh. You can only bring who you have with you, and then they have randomly generated, like, enemy and obstacle layouts. Oh. Not yeah. totally random, but yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Like, it's like, like the, the, the seeds are the same. The stuff. seeds are always the same, but yeah. Yeah, that, gotta yeah, be honest, that like, does not sound like a good time. It, it honestly is really fun, and I think I appreciate it more, but as I was watching watching my girlfriend play it again, because um, like she hasn't played it at all, and I was like, yeah, this opening is great. I love the first area because it's snowy. It's great for the winter, I, I swear. It's awesome. It's like the best, I, it's best uh, snow level in the game, I th in all the games, I think. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's crazy because not only, you know, as Drew said, you can't replenish your Pikmin in the caves, um, when you return to caves again, you know, all the enemies are there. You have to bring all 100 over there and hopefully not lose any on the way. So it's just, mm. it's really diff it, it, it's really difficult compared to 3 and 4 especially. Right. But it, it, it's there's almost... no time limit though. So you, you can you can keep farming as much as you uh -huh. want. Is it kind of, you think they may be overcorrected with an idea they had about how they wanted to, where they wanted to take the first game and then considering what happened with 2, they they would kind of move back a bit for three. I think they were trying to, you know, like get like what they wanted out of this series. It was kind of in flux still. Cause if you remember like Pikmin one and two are, you know, on the GameCube, but then Pikmin three was on the Wii U. So it was a long right. time later that, that they made Pikmin three. Okay. I think that was just more of like a, you know what? The series can come back. And of course, Pikmin four is the mm -hmm. exact same way. Um, they're, they're, I actually do they're... have a little thought. Sorry. I, I, have, a, I have a small, like interesting, like thought experiment. Not like thought experiment, but like, you know, an idea relating to the Pikmin series to Dead Rising. I know, hilarious, but um, <laughs> I'll, hopefully I'll eventually talk about it in, in like a future Dead Rising video. But it's interesting how they each have their time limit gimmick and they removed it, you know, 
once they try to change the series up a little bit. But whereas Pikmin still retains its its charm, I think like Dead Rising totally lost its charm, and I think it's because they tried to like seek out different goals with with with, with the series. Then whereas like Pikmin, the joy of it really is planning what you're gonna do, attacking enemies, and bringing stuff back to your base. You know. And that is yeah, a, and all they the never, games. They you never know? got rid of that, even if the format changed from just exploring the areas to dungeon crawling between each of the sets of games. They never lost focus of that being like the mm-hmm. goal. And, yeah. and, and look for for how much I've harped on not liking the timeline. It is that thing I often wonder about because I I think um, out of all three of us, uh, I I tend to like. Uh, when a game gives me uh, less friction, I I I don't like uh, kind of having to overcome adversity. It, it's I wonder if it's an age thing. I've done this for most of my gaming life, and that especially with a lot of the older consoles and the game design philosophies of them, it's like I don't want to have to keep you know butting my head at a boss for like you know seven tries to get through it. That's not enjoyable for me anymore. I I kind of want to maybe, maybe I die once. But I kind of want to, oh, I understand what's what's going on and I want to make it through. But having said that, I, often in my mind, I have to wonder if, you know, with certain games, it's like the friction sometimes is, is what makes it interesting. And if you took the time limit out of Pikmin 1, yeah, would it not? Oh, well, it wouldn't be the same game, obviously. But it's like, would it kind of ruin what makes that game special? I think it Especially. would ruin what makes Pikmin 1 special because yep. they've experimented with how to like frame why you're getting Pikmin to carry things in all three of the previous games. Like the story and framing devices are completely different. To me, it's never been quite the same afterwards. Obviously, like I love the whole Pikmin series. They're all goaded, but it's never been quite the same after like just the simplicity of if you don't get the ship parts, you die and you get a bad ending. Right. It's mm-hmm. it's all it, they all, they have to jump through more and more hoops in all of the sequels to keep the Pikmin carrying things. Ah. Yep. I totally mwah, perfect, Drew. Perfect. That's exactly how I feel too. Which is why even though I I I would say, you know, I probably prefer playing Well, I guess I'm not sure how how I, how I would like phrase this. I I think there are qualities to every other Pikmin game I like more than the first game. The first game is mm-hmm. so clunky and awkward in many ways. But really, it's the only one where it's like, wow, it makes perfect sense why I have to hurry up and try to get stuff. And every right. other game, it's like, I, you know, you, you just do it because it's fun. <laughs> and, yeah. And, yeah. And, and there is that thing. I, I know you both have probably come across this. I don't know if we've ever discussed it before, but it's that idea with sequels where, you know, a sequel to the game will often take the idea of the game and then like, a lot of time, it will sand off the rough edges. It will make it bigger, better, more quality of life. It will streamline things. It will try and fix things people found negative about the first game. And yeah, like, if you want to talk objectively, which you know I hate, it's like a lot of sequels are easier and better to play, and there's more to do than the game that started off the series. But I often find that, you know, even I just talked about how I don't like frustration. I, I don't like friction. Um... But there's something about a game with rough edges that I still really uh, appreciate. And, and I guess it's that thing where, you know, yeah, as, as different or as enjoyable or as the sequels are, I guess it's like, at least with Pikmin, it's like, it's this thing, it's what it is. And from hearing you talk about the sequels, it's like, 
yeah, a lot of cool things, but uh, it, it's almost like this is maybe the most interesting one because of all the roughness. It's the mm-hmm. most like just what Pikmin is, I think. The sequels introduce like so much cool stuff, but Pikmin 1 is just like the most simple to communicate. And I think that's what kind of makes it sort of like just like a perfect con the most perfect version of the concept of pikmin right no i was gonna add yeah it's, it's almost like it's pikmin in its most purest form in a way where it's like you know there's a whole bunch of cool stuff to do in every other game that is great but if you just want to see what pikmin's about literally play this for three hours and you'll basically beat the game and you're good concludes our discussion on Pikmin. Let me get my Discord open here because now the roulette wheel of fate has been reset and now Dave and Dork are up on the the rock, paper, scissors, chopping block. We haven't had to do this one for like eight months or whatever, guys. Fuck it. Yeah. I'm 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 picking Catherine full body. So if if I win, we're going with the P the PlayStation 3 classic, Catherine Full Body. Oh goody! <laughs> and Dave, and Dave, uh, if, you said if if you win, if I win, I picked the uh, point and click adventure game classic, The Secret of Monkey Island. Great, and Ooh. I like I said, I'm not choosing paper. Okay, cool. So you guys are gonna send me your little votes, and we'll see who wins. Okay. Ooh, it looks like Dorkax has won yet again. Okay. Cool. Wait, really? Yeah, you did scissors, Dave did paper. Dave! Yeah. Dorkax is becoming the, the king of gaslighting on this podcast. Well, no, I, I told the truth that time! He, he told the truth last time, too, but he, look, look, I actually didn't take what he said into consideration. I just decided to pick what I wanted to pick. That's fair. Fair also, enough, fair enough. I, I think saying what I'm not going to pick also opens up, like, because there's two choices then still, so... Yeah. Anyway, um, oh, wow, this is very unexpected. I want to I want to thank the Academy, and I also want to thank God, of course, because uh, He's real up there. Um, and I also want to thank my family. Uh, I hear the music going already, guys. It hasn't even been twenty seconds yet. No. Okay. Yeah, we, we can do Catherine full body next time. Oh my fucking god! This is not not <laughs> planned for this at all. So, <laughs> so here's the thing, though. Pikmin was supposed to be a short game, <laughs> and this episode was supposed to be out months ago. Catherine Fullbody is a much larger game, <laughs> but you know, but it's like it's like Linkara, the famous Power Rangers rant. You know, it'll be out when it's out. You know that that it, is fair. All right, sounds good. We're gonna be doing some freaking Catherine Fullbody for the PS, the PlayStation Three next. We'll see you guys in, in a year. This has been post-game clarity. <laughs> Literally, it could come out in January. Who the hell knows? Do 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 do. Okay, just end it, Dave. Bye. <laughs>
No, hang on, hang on. <laughs> let's reel it in. You can edit around that. So let, let's just say, it, yeah, it could come out in January. Do 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 do. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> <laughs> All right, try it one more time. <laughs> Drew, do you know what you're... Okay, should I say this if you don't have anything to say after it? No, how about you just say, yeah. we'll see you next year, because I think I think that's funnier. I won't I, I won't say my thing. All right, we'll see you next year, everybody. Drew. Guys, I'm getting delirious. I'm getting delirious, bro. I'll Thanks figure, for watching I'll Post Game Clarity, where after the podcast... Comes the clarity. Catherine full body.